Welcome everyone to the AMX Australian Supercross Show, brought to you by Recoverate on the Inside Dirt Network. It is Monday the 18th of November. I'd like to say we are back from Auckland, but we didn't go, unfortunately. But man, we got to watch it on live TV, which was pretty cool. This is the Auckland Review Show, like I said, coming to you on the AMX Australian Supercross Show, brought to you by Recoverate on the Inside Dirt Network. We've got a really cool lineup of guests tonight. Brett Metcalf from the Penrite Factory Racing Honda Squad's coming on. Meddy killed it. He went 2-5-3 in the Triple Crown for third overall. Uh, so Meddy's going to be on in just a minute and um, talk about his season so far, which hasn't been going quite to plan, I'd say, but what a way to turn it around at Auckland. Jay Wilson, the Yamalubi Yamaha rider, is going to be on. He won the second main event at Auckland in SX2. Had a really good night. Um, so we're going to have Jay on, which is really cool. And um, Justin Carafa, a privateer out of Victoria. He's an OG. He's a veteran. I'm pretty sure he's a vet. At least he'd be over 30. He's nearly my age. Me and Justin go way back, racing each other on 80s back in the day, and uh, might talk about that a little bit. But um, be cool to have Justin on a little bit later. He came out of retirement to race Supercross this season, so going to give you guys a bit of an insight into what it's like to come off the couch and uh, the working world to go back to Supercross. But um, like I said, guys, give a shout out to the uh, special people that make this show happen. Make sure you use the code Inside Dirt for 10% off at amx.com.au. That's AMX Superstores. Online store, you get yourself 10% off your next online purchase. You can grab yourself the Fly Racing Formula helmet with the industry-leading technology that's now out on the market. You can also grab yourself some of the limited edition Coral Light Racewear that everyone's been wearing. Uh, it seems like everyone's been wearing it and killing it in Supercross so far. And also, don't forget, use the code TRYIT. That's $10 off your bottle at um, the checkout on recoverate.com.au. It is the... wouldn't say it's a new supplement now. It's kind of at the point where... We're, um, it's not new anymore. It's been on the market, but man, that stuff's good. I'm old. I have a lot of arthritis, as do a lot of guys. Uh, I know Brett Metcalf uses it too. He's going to be on in just a minute, and um, stuff's good. Make sure you guys try it. If you're young'uns, you don't know what you need until you need it, and when you're a little bit older, like you get to my age, that ease with the swelling and arthritis is a wonderful thing. But hey, we've got a little bit of a switch up tonight. We've got a, is it a promotion? I think you could call it. Our producer, our engineer, our general Lackey, or whatever you call him, Darnell. He's been promoted to co-host tonight. Must be scraping the bottom of the barrel. Mate, we tried everything. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. No, it's it's good to um, – it's good. We had you on the mic last week. Uh, unfortunately, Andy Dinicole's real job got in the way tonight. You know, he's in a state doing some business, selling some truck trailers. At least that's what he says he does. I'm not quite sure after the state he rolled in here last Monday, yeah, all hungover so. and partying. I don't know what he gets up to on a weekly basis. Um, but yeah, Donnell, he's going to hang out and uh, you're going to run the run the board or on the phone and uh, do the co-hosting. So it's going to be fun, man. Yeah, busy night for me. Yeah, so. as, I mean, you're always busy at the event, so I don't know why we want to make this any different for you. Yeah, exactly. What was the record number of steps you did at um, the rounds? What, what round was it you told uh, me? Geelong Supercross last year, I did 32 kilometres and it was like 37,000 steps or something. The, how many kilometres? 32. 32. Yeah. My goodness. And that was, yeah, that was just Geelong Supercross. So to give you guys some perspective, Dinell's job at um, the motocross and, and 
some of the supercross rounds is basically with NRGTV. He's the switcher, the setup guy, the general, just get get it done guy. And um, he does a lot of steps throughout the weekend. He's either smoking a ciggy or he's <laughs> running around the track, putting wires through drainage ditches. And he's pretty much like, um, what's that catfish dude? Not not the TV show Catfish, the the wild guy that catches catfish. Uh, Turtle Man. Turtle is his name? No, not Turtle Man. Surely not. No, but you know what I mean. You remind me. <laughs> oh, thanks, bro. Anyway. All right, guys. So like we said, <laughs> this is the Auckland Review Show. A lot going on at this round. Um, we stayed home this round. I watched it on Foxtel. I think you watched it on KO. I certainly did. Um, pretty cool being able to watch it. Um, you know, watch it at home. Everyone's been whinging about live TV. Yeah. Here it is. There it was. So I think there was a lot of, ha- you know, and everyone's happy because there was no bitching on social media. No. Because no, one, no one congratulates anybody for doing no, no, it. No, no. They just don't complain about it. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was cool. But um, obviously, we'll be at OzX Open Melbourne in a few weeks, a uh, week and a half, whatever it is, next weekend. Um, man, I'm excited about that. But um We've also got some news before we get into the show. There is a signing and uh, some cool events going on at AMX Superstore's uh, Melbourne shop. So, Donnell, give us the rundown on that. Yeah, so the Thursday before OzX Open, uh, the 28th of November, we have just confirmed that Ricky Carmichael, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, will be in our Epping store for a signing. Um, there will be some sales and stuff on the night. There's more details that will be coming out soon, so keep your eyes peeled. That's right, guys. So check out the AMX uh, Superstore's um, social media. There'll be a lot more uh, news coming up on what's going on that night. But uh, I'll see the GOAT, Ricky Carmichael. I think there may be some other factory We've riders. we got some other guys coming. Coming in. We just can't confirm it yet. We may or may not be doing a show there. There, there might be some things going on. There might not. We're working we'll on see it right now. We so we'll see what happens there. And um, it's going to be a really cool event, guys. So there's going to be a lot of big heavy hitters in town for the Melbourne Supercross at Marvel Stadium. And I'm pretty sure a lot of them are going to swing by that AMX signing on the Thursday. So, uh, like I said, if you're in the Vic area, if you're in the Melbourne area, I'm pretty sure just about everybody in the country is going to Marvel anyway that's a motocross, supercross fan. Certainly are. So, uh, get to that store the night before. At, uh, sorry, the, the day before. So, everyone sort of kicks off traveling and, and get yourself an autograph, get yourself a photo with RC, grab yourself a bargain at AMX and uh, check out that signing and special event. More details to come soon. All right, Donnell, let's get into it. Auckland Review Show. Um, ma'am. Triple Crown is getting gnarly with these three gate drops in each class. There's a lot of racing. Like Wollongong, now um, New Zealand, New Zealand, and then Melbourne. Um, as a media guy, I'm struggling, let alone to be a racer or a team guy. I'm just struggling as a fan. <laughs> not as a fan. Sorry, not struggling. Like you, you try writing press releases for a team and uh, – the three riders, that's nine moto scores I have to track down, plus qualifying, plus practice times. It's it's pretty gnarly. Imagine trying to keep results for this janky-ass radio show that we do. <laughs> You're the results guy. Um, also, before we get started with the show tonight, I just want to give a special shout-out to the um, Australian, the Recoverate, actually, Australian team for their FIM International 16 Giro, the uh, ISD. And... Um, that event went on last week in Portugal. It was at the Algarve Motorsports Park. And I know there's a lot of, I'm not sure how many off-road fans listen to the show, but there's plenty of guys that know about off-road that listen to the show. Um, the Recovery Rate Australian team, we won the junior trophy. Actually, we'll rephrase that. We dominated the junior trophy team. Absolutely annihilated. Won by over eight minutes, I think it was. I should know because I wrote all the press releases for that event too on a daily basis. Uh, it's been a big workload, but um, 
yeah, that was cool, man. Uh, unfortunately, we we didn't re-defend our world trophy title. We got second. We just lost out to the Americans by, I think, under two minutes on the outright, which was, man, they were going at it all week. We won the first two days, but Chucky Sanders, dude, he he ruled the world. Kidney belt McGee. Kidney belt, chest protector, headlight, and he he won every day outright, I believe. Except for one. I, I think, think maybe the last day. He missed one. No, the second or last day he missed the outright. Got second. And then he won the E3 motocross race on the last day. Just killed it. So shout He's out to Chucky. He's just a badass dude. He is, man. His hair, just <laughs> gnarly hair, blonde mullet thing. Um, but yeah, shout out to the whole six-day crew. Unfortunately, the women's team, we went six in a row. We couldn't get seven. That's six ISTE titles in a row for the women. That's gnarly, but we, we couldn't get seven. There were some injuries. but That's 36 days. Of winning. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Badass. Anyway, let's get into the show. Like I said, there's been a few <laughs> few things to get through. And and there's going to be uh, also, obviously, we've got the guests. We've got Brett Marikoff up in a minute. We've got Jay Wilson, Justin Carafa. And um, in between the SX1 and the SX2 coverage, there's a lot of silly season stuff getting going now. So um, between what happened with the Americans coming over here for Supercross, between riders switching teams and MX Nationals and all Supercross pits for next year, and then also... There's um, stuff we didn't really talk about, like the DPH team and what went on there at the last round. And then we've got guys like uh, Mitch Evans signing for HRC Honda and MHGP to be Tim Geyser's teammate, which that's massive. It's humongous. Um, and then, you know, there's plenty of other uh, MX2 guys that may or may not be heading overseas that you've seen on Instagram that may or may not have rides that hasn't been confirmed yet. But Is it silly season or speculation season? Oh, I'd say it's it's all but confirmed season. Yeah. Just waiting for the press release. Maybe they're waiting for someone to do a press release. Hit me up. I'll write that for you. We'll get it out there. ID Media. Shameless plug. Anyway, let's get into it. So before we get started, SX1, we're going to get Brett Metcalf on the phone in just a second. Jason Anderson, Luke Clout, Brett Metcalf, one, two, and three. Then it's Justin Brayton. And Dan Reardon. Now, um, don't call him just yet. We'll just talk about SX1 for a second. So, word on the street. I believe I read it on Moto Online just this afternoon before we came to the studio, Darnell. Justin Brayton's been carrying an injury. That would make sense. Because Yareev went on social media after Wollongong. And we all say that Justin looked a little bit off um, at Wollongong. Would be fair to say, would you think? Yeah, when, a, when he doesn't win. That's an off night for him. I mean, compared to everybody, compared to his performances the rest of the year. Compared to Brisbane, Wollongong, oh, not Wollongong, sorry, Adelaide, all of last year. But in typical motocross fashion, the riders do not admit they're injured. So us in the media get left calling in the dark, trying to figure out what what that is. Why is he not doing what he was before? And you don't want to accuse the guy of being injured, but apparently... He's injured. You wouldn't have known it in that last main at Auckland before he went down. He was on it. That was a... How's the bike slamming him in the back of the helmet? How's the luck? Yeah. I mean, that was a serious front end tuck. He pushed that thing for... I think he swept that hole straight after the whoops before the turn on his front wheel. And then that was it. All she wrote. I think that Raptor foot peg went straight through the top of that, shall we? Oh, man. That that wouldn't have felt good. He played that off, but I reckon that would have hurt. I've done that on a 110. I think it's a little bit different. Yeah, I've had plenty of bikes land on me over the years. I remember when I was on an 80 back in the UK, I crashed and the bike cartwheeled and I ended up in the drainage ditch off the side of the track. The bike landed on me and put, pinned me under the water. Really scary. Yeah, I can't say you being a strong swimmer or strong at all. <laughs> I'm plenty strong, just not underwater. Um, so Brayton got fourth, Reardon got fifth. Did you see Reardon's hand? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty under... Um, 
what's the word, underdone too. Like he had a full puncture wound where someone, he said he got together with someone. And yeah, uh, okay. I, I don't know if it was a clutch purge or something, must have punched Didn't his look nice. No, I did not. So he, he sold it on. SX2, Osby, Blows, Tanny, he's his top three. Wilson, Oldenburg, Tierney, and Regan Duffy in seventh. Um, Osby's killing it, man. We're going to talk about SX2 in a little bit. Extended that points lead. Tanny, another podium. Oh, boy. So strong. Yeah. And, of course, Jay Wilson in fourth. Um, you're my boy, Blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay Wilson in fourth. Um, another strong ride for Jay. We're going to have him on in just a little bit too. So, like we said, um, let's get Brett Metcalf on the phone and uh, talk to, I guess, what had to be somewhat of a relief with um, the series he's been having so far. He was fast at round one, had some crashes. He was unbelievably fast at round two before he had probably one of the biggest crashes in the whoops we've seen all year. Um, round three, just a little bit off what seemed to be the pace that Medi's used to run in, but man, did he rebound to Auckland. It was it was cool to see. So just waiting for this one to ring out and um, I'm just running solo right now because normally I've got a co-host, but I guess Daniel can't multitask oh, today. I'm trying but, my best to multitask. You're doing all right, mate. But hey, um, right now, uh, Brett Metcalf brought to you by the guys at Recoverate and uh, he is on the show. Hey, Medi, thanks for coming on, mate. How you doing? Hey, guys. Yeah, good day. Um, so, hey, Matty, we hate to be those guys that call you up when you get back on the podium, but I thought, hey, um, <laughs> Matty got on the podium, so let's call him up. <laughs> <laughs> You're that guy. Um, no, I kind of thought about that before, too. I'm like, oh, it's good to be back in the, uh, the wanted list. But, um, yeah, no, it's cool. Thanks for giving me a buzz. Yeah, no, don't, don't act like people in the industry don't talk to you when you're not doing good. It's not like that at all, is it? <laughs> never. Never. never, um, never. Phone, the phone's been blowing up just constantly. But um, <laughs> In all defense, I have actually wanted to get you on the show a few times, but I kind of didn't want to call you after you um, had that big wreck in Adelaide and you know, I thought you might have been a bit, a bit of a sore head to want to talk to an annoying guy like me on a Monday night, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, no, it probably wasn't a good time to chat. Back then, either so, <laughs> yeah. But, no, since then, uh, yeah. Anyway, so let's uh, let's talk about Auckland, Meddy. Like I said, Brett Metcalf here on the uh, AMX Australian Supercross Show, and Meddy's brought to you by Recoverate. Meddy, you go two five three for third overall in in the biggest lineup of the year. Um, I got to ask, you know, we saw you at uh, Wollongong. You know, you were riding well, but just a, a little bit off, I guess we'd say. Um, but man, yeah. that first yeah. Uh, yeah. that first main event. And, and onward there from Auckland, it was on. So, um, yeah, talk talk about your weekend. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just go, even going into the weekend, I had a good feeling. And just to rewind the clock, like back to Adelaide, you know, that the crash in the heat race, that, that actually shook me up quite a bit. Um, I'm not surprised, to be honest, because that was, yeah, that it was, was a big nasty one, man. crash. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was a big one, and... You know, I hurt my hip a little bit, and even now, like, I'm still recovering from that. Like, I'm still, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm injured, but I'm still recovering. Like, my body's still not working properly since that <laughs> crash. And it also, like, mentally took a bit, bit a lot of wind out of my house too, um, leading up to that. Like, that was one area that I wanted to be better. It was through the whoops, and we kind of made some adjustments, and it was... It was when it actually backfired and went the other way, I think. And since then, I've gone back to the same setup, kind of. But um, yeah, that really took me out for a little bit. And then, you know, like I said, like Will and Gong, I was feeling good, but I still was searching for a couple of things and wasn't real happy. And one of the main things, too, there was like when the traction goes away, when I don't have a, a track with traction, I'm 
kind of struggling at the moment. Um, and, and actually, even at Auckland on, in qualifying, when the track really, really went dry and slippery and went away from us, like I struggled there. And then the NYCHA, I mean, it was actually quite good, even though it was still hard pack and slick. It still had some traction that you could find traction at least. So it yeah, came better thought, for me. Um, but yeah. I thought those guys did a good job with. I must admit, when I saw the first gate drop on TV, I was like, oh, it looks overwatered. Everyone was kind of, you know, struggling and living yeah. around the turns a little bit. But man, by. By that last main event, it was um, the corner speed got better throughout the whole night, which was uh, surprising to me. The guys nailed it. I mean, it was shocking how quick it dried out during the day, like from the first practice when the track was pretty good. And then the qualifying session was like it was Wollongong all over me. It was dust and, and, and dry. And I was like, man, they've lost the track. They're not going to get it back. But they, you know, they put a lot of water down. It was really slick and overwatered for the heat races but obviously that was had to be done for the night show to be good and it was so hats off to the guys they did a great job but yeah just going back to the original question like I just started to feel good again after Willangong. I made a couple of little adjustments which I needed and it was yeah just real simple stuff I just actually just stupid stuff really like handlebar position and because I'd changed cramps and handlebar position was off and so we just kind of ironed a couple of little things out but the biggest thing was just I kind of started to feel a bit better again um, and just like alright let's get on with it and get back in this thing you know so I was a little bit down in the dumps after Adelaide and, and Wollongong and I'm like well let's get back in it's not over yet um, yeah just went into that round in Auckland feeling good and um, but yeah I was devoted after qualifying because I was really quite a long way off I just struggled you know first practice I was right in the hunt then qualifying I was off because I just couldn't ride the corners and couldn't get traction, struggled, and then the night show, I came back around. So it just felt good. The starts were key. The heat race was good. You know, I had a little battle with Joey, and I felt like I was up there. You know, that we were actually closing in on Luke and, and, and Dan for, for the lead there in the heat race, and then me and Joey started to kind of go back and forth. But it was fun. I just had fun, and I knew I was going to be good. And then obviously the main event, the starts were like a massive factor, and I had two whole shots, which is pretty rare. So the old Met dog got a couple of holies and uh, led some laughs, felt good. Yeah, you pulled it out of the hat when you needed it there, Matty. It was, um, <laughs> it's yeah. one of those things. I've got a little bit of a theory. I don't know, like you said, you made some setup changes, which I assumed, I don't know, in the week between Wollongong and, and Auckland, I wasn't sure how much you guys would be able to really work on. But I mean, I think, um, you know, all, all those guys in SX1 in the top five, like they got a lot of experience, but You'd, you'd have to be up there with, you know, probably the most one of the most Supercross starts out of everybody on that field as far as your AMA experience. And uh, I don't know, man, I think that experience and, and uh, just the age you're at, like that composure, when when you get to like the SX Open, like the big events with the big crowd and that pressure cooker that you've done for years over there in AMA back in the day, you know, I think whether i don't know i might be out to lunch in this one i just think it, it, it just goes a long way in being able to perform and, and execute your race in those um conditions you know what i mean no you're right on the money i think like even just my feeling you know and demeanor at the race like not to take anything away from like brisbane and, and adelaide and any of the other events but it's just like you get to auckland it's like the tracks you know as close as we get to the american amo stuff the crowd was big. The atmosphere is like lifted, and you know, like big and big name guys come down from the states. Like I'm like, oh, this is where I belong again. Like this, 
feels like I'm starting to rise up a little bit, you know, and it, lift, it kind of lifted me. I'm like, yeah, this is where I want to be. Like, this is it. You know, this is the big stage. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Just you draw from, you know, I've got plenty of years of experience. I think it pulled from that and don't let it, I let it, you know, build me up instead of kind of like, oh, oh man, this is a big stage. Other guys are here and kind of like shrivel a little bit. I think for me, it kind of like lifted me up. So gave me a little boost. Um, and definitely looking forward to Marvel. I mean, in Melbourne next week, I think it's going to be massive. I mean, it's just something I think Australia hasn't really had the opportunity yet to, to see a full-size track and the crowd that we're going to draw. It's going to be insane. Yeah, it is, mate. I mean, like you said, I think that stimulation of the big events, like it's either going to, like you said, it's either going to be overstimulating as a rider and you're going to go into your shell and, and you're not going to execute or, you know, like you said, it, it fired you up and, I guess you're a bit of an old guy now, so you need that little bit of extra uh, stimulation to get it, <laughs> get the heart rate up or whatever. But um, no, nah, it was yeah. cool to see, and 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 not trying to blow smoke, but like I said, when that first, uh, you know, that first final went on, um, I didn't catch any of the heat races. I might have done on TV. I can't remember. It was a hectic night, but I obviously really paid attention yeah. when that first main event came around, and um, it looked like you hadn't missed a beat, like compared to the Medi that we saw it. I won't say the first three rounds because that's not fair because you were right in the hunt at Brisbane and if it wasn't for that crash in Adelaide, I think you'd have been right there as well. But um, yeah, yeah, it was good to see you back where I think everyone feels you belong. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah, it felt good for me and the, and the team too. You know, like it's, this year for me uh, and the team has been a you know through the outdoor series. It's about some injuries and it was a, it was a struggle. You know, and you're putting so much effort in. And, and not, you know, getting the results that you want. So it definitely wears everybody down, not just myself, but the whole team. It, it wears you down. So you kind of rely on them to push through and keep going and they never wavered. So it's, you know, at least to get a podium. And, you know, dating back to Brisbane, I was like seven one hundredths of a second off of finishing third that night, you know, even with that crash in the second moto there. So yeah, it didn't start uh... off bad. You know, I was hungry. Like I was fired up and I wanted want to win this championship you know I came out swinging and unfortunately just got you know like um, went over to Broome there and went down like it was kind of a bit of indoor racing slash an aggressive pass but it was indoor racing at its finest you know <laughs> you got like a meter high berm to turn off of there was no room left and, but even still like I was so close to being on the box that night you know and then um, so I was still in the hunt but yeah that, that crash at Adelaide affected me a lot more than um I think I was aware of and, you know, some other things. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to keep bringing, uh, bringing that up because obviously you don't want to keep talking about it if it if it was a big one. I know what that's like. But, um, man, I, I stood – I was right by the whoops commentating when that happened and you probably – I don't know if you heard me lose my voice over the, the sound system when you went down. <laughs> but I, I was amazed, number one, you hung on to it for so long because I think there was probably four whoops there where – and the only thing touching the bike was your arms. Like everything else was yeah. was off. And I was like yeah. just fully committed <laughs> to saving it. And, and man, did you hit hard when that thing finally let go. Yeah, I felt um, it. So yeah, 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 you yeah. were there. You were there. I'm just happy to finish the night off and come out of a, with a fourth and then uh, take the next week to recoup. Yeah, I felt bad because I had to interview you after. And I was like, man, he don't want to talk to me right now. Like he does not want, <laughs> but uh, it's part of the job sometimes. But um, so yeah, hey, you know, good, feeling good again. You know, back on, you know, back on the podium and and literally on the biggest stage of the year. Um, yeah, interesting timing with with putting a, a Penrite Honda between yourself and um, 
you know, and Justin yeah. Brayton. So obviously the, I know <laughs> this is motocross and there's no team tactics involved, but uh, yeah, that, that the championship's going down to the wire and you're hitting form right at a point where not that you're going to consciously get in the way, but it's every man for himself. It, it could get interesting at that point. Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't, as a promoter and for Australian Supercross, I mean, it doesn't get any better, you know. Unfortunately, I wanted to be that guy in the position, but I'm a little bit um, too far out at the moment, but you know, anything can happen, hey. But, um, yeah, there's no, at this stage, there's no team tactics. Obviously, we'll be conscious of it, and I think the whole field will be conscious of it, you know. It's something that you need to be aware of when a couple of guys are in a championship dogfight. But at the same time, myself and Dan Reardon are in a five to third, and that won't go down easy. I mean, so it's um, if I'm in a position, I'm out for myself. I mean, there would be nicer than fourth. So, um, and Dan, I'm sure, is feeling the same. And Luke and Justin are going to be fighting for it. So I think there's a lot of key factors, you know, and just like in the MX2 class, I mean, that thing's coming down to the wire. So, yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean they, the, uh, they're just with, awesome. With the short series, you know, it's. Um it's all to play for going into Marvel and, and we were just discussing this before, you know, we got you on the show with, um, you know, three rounds in a row doing triple crown formats. That's, that's a lot of racing. Yeah, it's a lot and it's, it's tough, you know, to do the triple crowns and get three good starts, keep, you know, yourself clear out of trouble for three motos. It's tough. Like it's as a promoter and as fans, it's probably awesome to watch as a racer. It's, I'd rather do 20 laps or 20 minutes, but yeah. it's awesome, you know, like it's so much more excitement, I think, and it's tough. Like physically, it's really tough, you know, to, to come back, especially after the first one where I led laps and finished second. It's like, okay, now lock in and do it again. <laughs> it's like, geez, it's tough, man. It is. But you've got to be able to do it. You've got to be able to do it and focus on what you need to do. And like I said before, like really just execute everything correctly. Yeah, um, it's, it's a yeah. skill, I think, like you said, being able to execute it, like your heart rate, it, it's gone back down, but that adrenaline dump, like you said, you led laps and, and you know, you, you got the experience to maintain your heart rate and everything, but you still are at that, that point of when you get back to the line, you've had that bit of adrenaline pump and, and, and you, you resettle and you refocus, but it's never quite the same on the next that next gate drop. It, at least in my experience, it, it wasn't. Not. It was really hard to, to replicate for me when I'd just done a – you know, when we used to do the back-to-backs yep. or whatever, I'd struggle a little bit on that second one. No, it's a whole new chapter. I mean, you get a little bad start or something else happens. Like, it's a whole different game again, you know? So you have to adjust and kind of like, whether you finish first or first or tenth, you got to, okay, let that one go. Here's another one. Let's go get it. Yeah, it's so, like, hey, so best I mean, race of the really, season. Really focus. Forget about that one. We just had your best one and go do it again right away. <laughs> yeah, that's it. By the way, you got two more. <laughs> so it crosses your mind, you know, like it's, you got to be so consistent and, and you can't afford to crash. You can't afford to have a bad result, but you got to stay consistent and, and go for it. So, but uh, no, it's exciting. You know, like they're definitely exciting for me to have that result um, on that stage and with, you know, a couple. Um, additional guys with, with Anderson and Savachi. Obviously, Chad was unfortunately, he's not in the mix right now, but he'll be there in Melbourne. And yeah, so that it's, was it's good uh, to be able to pull that out. Rafa Reedy, it seemed like, I don't know, he he was soldiering on the best he could, but you could tell as soon as he hit the ground there, it was it was game over for that night. He was in a lot of pain. Well, I was actually really surprised even um, geared up on Saturday because from what I heard, it wasn't going to be happening, you know, because the ribs, uh, I think, the tries that, yeah, I mean, we all know what his character's like, you know, never 
never lay down. So it's, yeah. Um, yeah, that crash definitely was the end of the night there, no doubt. So I think he did a stellar job just to, to line up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no doubt he'll be in the mix in in Melbourne and that's, you know, uh, not that there's any team tactics, but it's a Honda on the track and I know the goal for the team for Penrod Honda is to, to win and, you know, probably at best for me right now is a third. But, um, you know, that's what we're focused on and that's, for me, I just want to focus on, on winning the event. I can't get wrapped up in, in anything else other than going there and doing my best. I think you're either be licking his lips thinking about the prospect of uh, um, Chad Reed, Metcalf, and uh, Brayton one, two, three, and <laughs> and the championship as well. I mean, that's that's yeah. the thing dreams are made of for you, Eve. I think right there. Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's that'll be in the ultimate uh, equation. So we'll see how it works out, you know. But yeah, looking forward to it. I think it's going to be exciting for everybody, and just like I say, everyone's going to be. There's, there's a couple battles to watch in, in that in our class, but the four fifties and the life class is just totally unpredictable at this stage, you know, who is gonna come out on top. So I know uh, you know, with Chris obviously in the battle and Mitchell in the battle, so and then you got Osby and, and Tanti, so it's it's that doesn't get any better, you know. And it's just good this year, I think maybe one of the the first years really where we have two Australians running for both championships, so that's exciting, and it's good to see the level of Aussie riders, you know, stepping up and, and getting the job done. It's really, really cool. Yeah, I think, you know, and, and I'll probably ask your opinion on this too, Matty, but um, I think the series, obviously AME have got the, the overall rights to the uh, to the Australian Supercross series now, and when Troy Bayless events taken on the first three rounds, AME doing the last two. You know, I think the series has made a, a massive leap forward this year that, that um, we haven't seen in quite a while, and... and I think, you know, these are world-class events that we're, we're putting on now, which is, um, I've really enjoyed being a part of them. But, you know, as a rider, you know, obviously you competed at the highest of, of high levels in AMA. And, and I know Supercross, it's not quite there yet in this country, but um, I guess there's a little bit of, um, I, I guess you'd call it pride as an Aussie to, to see, you know, where the events have gone to again. Uh, definitely. You know, it's, it was, it's dropped off even from when I was, 13 years old riding you know in the indoor entertainment centers and we had supercross and that's the era why myself and chad and and burner and a few guys like had supercross skills to compete in the state straight up straight off the bat um you know and then it kind of went away for a while now it's coming back so it's awesome i think the next generation is going to be strong um with riders coming through so i think it's i definitely take pride in that and it's um good you know that it's picking up again and I think now that we're getting consistency with the, the championship and the promoters um, I just really hope it, it sticks as a blueprint for the next five years and it yeah, can develop some really good talent. That's what I keep saying like I really hope this business model is sustainable and, and we can heap, have these guys stick in, in the business of side of it and, and keep it moving because yeah. it does need consistency to gather that momentum um, so, I mean, obviously you work with, if we change it up a little bit, Matty, you work with a few uh, youngsters over in SA and stuff. And um, how's it been over there? Like, I know the junior numbers are not quite getting the traction that I'd certainly hoped. I know the promoters had hoped. But do you have junior parents kind of reaching out to you and, and inquiring about, you know, doing some supercross training? Or, or has that not really been happening for you over there in SA? It's not. Supercross training isn't the big thing. Um, you know, and I have had inquiries, but I haven't really pursued a lot of it. Um, just to select for you, and they're quite young riders, actually. But um, yeah, the Supercross thing isn't really 
heavily desired, I guess, and living in the States for so long, like even over in America, it's not something that a lot of the parents are looking at doing straight away because there isn't a lot of supercross events even in the States for the, the junior riders. So, you know, it's more or less if you have a track in your backyard, you practice supercross, there isn't a lot of events over there for supercross and it's the same here. So, But it is something that has to be looked at and I think you, you even need to start making that decision, you know, around that eight to ten year year old mark, you know, if you want to kind of introduce it and see how it goes for your rider. Um, then it really sets the tone. I see a lot of like fast junior riders now who are transitioning up and I see their supercross skill and where it's at and where I kind of know where I was and Chad and a few of the guys in the States. And you can kind of see like, look, it's probably not going to work out, I think. Yeah, focusing on outdoors and GPs is going to be your big focus, you know, and then some kids are going to be really good at supercross and you say, like, if you have dreams and aspirations, America's going to be your target, you know. So I think it just kind of comes down to how much, you know, the, the rider actually enjoys supercross and wants to pursue it and, and then the training needs to happen early. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. And and I, I have another theory. I like bouncing ideas off you, Mehdi, so I'll run you with this one. I don't know if I've said it publicly yet, but the way I, I think the sport's going internationally, like in the next sort of decade, is I feel that like MXGP is going to become like, uh, you know, I know they're already gearing towards that um, MotoGP kind of setting. And I think mm-hmm. you're going to see even the best motocross races in the States probably migrate that way to MXGP. And I think you're going to have kind of like Supercross is going to be the premier series in the world in the States. And, and I know the AME guys probably have uh, some pretty big plans over here to create like some sort of Asia Pacific. I mean, I'm not speaking for them, but I, I know how big yeah. those guys, you know, they can make big things happen. And I think that might be where it goes. But yeah, I don't know. You tell me what you think, but I think MXGP is going to grow to that point where I don't think AMA motocross is ever going to go away, but I definitely think Supercross is going to start to to take over almost. I don't know. Yeah, no, you know, I think you're right. I think, I mean, the rumours on the street is, you know, AMA motocross is slowly shrinking and declining, you know, and I think it's always going to be there because America needs motocross, but Supercross is so dominant. The sponsors want Supercross. The fans want Supercross. Um, it's so more accessible. It's easily accessible. you got everything. The facilities are there. It's good facilities. It's clean. You can bring big business people in. Sponsors like it. It's attractive. The TV package is good. Like, everything is right. And it needs to go global. It can't just, I mean, from my own opinion, I think it needs to start venturing out and not just sticking as an American motocross championship and don't just go to Canada and then class it as a world championship. Like, get over to Asia, start getting into other countries and getting sponsors involved. Like, that's going to grow the sport massive. And I think, you know, rumor has AME have talked about it and trying to do something. So that's exciting. Yeah, um, that's definitely. Hopefully, it's not too far away. But I agree. Like, I think the MXGP scene is attractive right now, even for like the American riders. And like I said, a lot of the young American riders coming through, they don't have the supercross skill either because it's been a bit of a missing piece. And so they're getting to a lot of these factory rides and then they're stepping onto a supercross track literally the first time, like a couple months before Anaheim. And they're like, whoa, this is crazy. Like they're, they're struggling. And even the, the American riders are doing the same thing. So they have the same problem, I think. And it's not focused on enough at an early age. Yeah, I um, think you're right. Like the next generation 
uh, or like the previous generation in the States probably missed it. Now they've got the Supercross Futures and, and the Monster Cup and those yep. amateur th- races that are filling that experience. Yep. But, um, I mean, well, Covington, you know, he just he just uh, got out of that two-year deal at Husky in the States. He's gone back to MXGP. Like, he's done yep. trying to do Supercross. And you saw yeah, how I often he realized he, he missed that window and then how much, how difficult it is to close that gap back up, learn and try and stay healthy and then keep yourself good for hours. Like, it's just, whoa. Yeah. He's like, man, I'm like, I'm like a long way back. I and couldn't believe go back it. To like, this is a know? guy that, I think he won MX2 yeah. GPs at some point, right? And he was barely, yeah. barely yeah. making main events in Supercross. Um, I mean, he, he left there from a good contract, you know, like he had, he had things going. He was like, now I want to go back to the States and do this. But it's tough, you know, to show up and, be competitive in Supercross, you you got to have some race craft and skill like in your back pocket ready to go. And, you know, and we've seen it so many times, like you arrive in the States. I mean, you get one shot. If you're lucky, you get two shots. And if you don't cut it, man, you, it's done. you're over. Yeah, you know, and at that next? point, it's, even if you go and do really well in outdoors, it's like, well, he didn't do good in Supercross. We're going to give the, this guy a ride. So it's Supercross is everything. So I think it is going to change. I think, America is going to become a bigger Supercross championship, a bit more global. And if you're more of an outdoor guy, I think there's going to be a better platform to go to the GP. So it's interesting how it's going to shape up. And I think for Australian um, motocross and Supercross, I think if we just continue to, to grow like the sport is now and get some consistency to our platform, I'm like it's going to be good for our young riders coming through right now that have good opportunities to go overseas. So, yeah, for um, sure. I, I think, and that's what people probably, the missing piece is, you know, you, yourself, Reedy, um, Michael Byrne, that, that, Ando, like that whole generation, you know, you guys, um, by the time you went and left Australia, you already had those Supercross skills built from being in that environment for junior career, early senior career, you know, um, they don't yeah, happen overnight, right. you know, so I think. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, as soon as you turn 16, yeah, when I turned 16, it's like, man, I was straight into the thumping ass riding a 400 and then the next week racing Melbourne Entertainment Center. Like it was, it was just, you did everything straight off the bat, straight into Supercross and Chad was the same. And, you know, even when Ando, like keep forgetting Ando went to the States and had success, but, you know, he was like already, a, you know, like 10 times Supercross champion or whatever. So, you know, it's, we had the, that experience because um, we had a good championship here. So we need to definitely keep keep focusing on Australia and growing the, the series here. But uh, I think it gives a good opportunity too for like yourself and whether I get into it or not in the future, like for coaching and developing Supercross and get a bit of a program for that because it is important um, if, if the rider has potential. It, you're going to have to decide whether you want to do Supercross and develop your skills and spend the time to become better at it because if you want to go to America, you have to have it. Um, so that's, that's it. That's it, mate. It, um, it, like you said, it's becoming a little bit of a split now where you want to focus. And uh, a lot of, I, I guess you guys were the glory days of Australia heading to the international scene. But I mean, we've got, you know, this year, you know, Mitch Evans and, and um, there's a lot of other riders that I don't want to speak on behalf of, but they're already in Europe and clearly they've got deals signed. It's just not public yet. Like there's, I think four or five, um, Aussie's going to be in MXGP and, and MX2 next year, which is, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. We haven't seen that in a long time. So I think the pipeline is starting to open up again. Like the, I know the Hunter yep, Lawrence, 100%. the Lawrence brothers obviously yep. didn't come from Australia completely as in they've been in Europe for a while now and they got out of here pretty young, but, 
um, you know, there's a lot of Aussies on the world stage again now. It's awesome. And, you know, that, that kind of goes to show, I think, a lot of that those guys that are going did miss a bit of the Supercross era and didn't get the experience. And it's a better place to go for them right now at the GPs and they can go there and make a name for themselves straight away because they're good. Um, but, yeah, like, that's awesome. And, and you know, it always leaves a bit of a hole here when the guys leave, but it gives the younger generation a target to say, hey, he's doing it. I can do it too. And to, to add on to that, like, I had two European um, teams call me who I'm, I know well, like the team managers and stuff, looking for talent in Australia. Yeah, okay. So, you know, it's, it's the people in Europe or even in America, like, they're looking at us. You know, like, they're looking at Australian riders and looking for talent. It's uh, It just goes to show, like, the way you conduct yourself on the track and off the track matters. It's such a so- social world now, and you know this, so, like, everything you do, every move you make is can be public in a matter of a minute. So it's um, you got to have the whole package there at an early age now and um, be professional. But yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you know that's good to hear. There I is think. a shortage of there's a shortage of talent. I think at, in the young generation right now, a little bit in Europe. Obviously, you're always going to have fast guys, but I think you know they're definitely looking out and reaching out to this championship because we are strong. You know, you, you know look at Lou Clout this year running with JB and. He stepped up big time, and, and Mitch Evans before that, the year before that, like he's going to have he had success this year. Like it's the talent that we're running at right now, and Oz is good. Yeah. So it's um, it's, it's, it's you know definitely a proving ground. Yeah, it really is. I think yeah, and that's probably a you hear the riders over here, especially the young younger guys, sometimes complaining like, oh, it's it's not big enough, it's not this, it's not that, there's not enough money, there's not enough sponsors. But you know, if the world stage is looking to Australia as a like you said, if, if MHGP teams are calling guys like yourself for that endorsement to say, yeah, mm-hmm. th- this kid's pretty good, give him a chance or whatever it looks like. Um, you know, obviously, and I've said it many a time, that, that I think we have one of the best domestic series in the world as far as um, motocross and, yeah. and especially supercross. Like now we're, with the way things are going this year, if it continues to grow, I think we're right on par with anybody else outside AMA supercross, you know. So um, it's good I think to we're see. second best. To yeah. be honest, you know, from what I know, it's second best. I mean, Canada have a series that's that's good and competitive, but I think we're above that. And yeah, I'd agree. Um, for I'd Supercross, agree. it's got to be second best, and that's why a lot of the guys are looking to come here too. So, it's interesting, like the people that did contact me, you know, just wanting to know about the riders that they were inquiring about. It wasn't anything about is he fast or what's his style. It was about like how is he off the track. Does he train? Is he a good guy? Like, those are just things that I hope, you know, parents and, and young riders are listening now, like, take. You know, it's not always, you know, obviously you have to be fast and have race craft. You have to be good. That's a given. You know, you have to be good at something to, to, to be rewarded for a ride like that. But it also goes hand in hand. Like, are you a hard worker? Do you take care of yourself? Do you do everything right on and off the track? So those are the things that they wanted to know. Like, hey, how, we can see the kids fast. How is he? What is he like? What's his attitude like? You know, so the, it's just everything has to happen at a young age now. It's a lot of pressure, you know. So it's um, it's a lot of pressure on the young riders. But like you said, it's yeah, there isn't a ton of money in a lot of rides in Australia right now. But there is a little bit there. But if you're focused on the big picture and you really want to make it, and that's when I was 13, I'm like, man, this is, I'm going overseas. I'm training. I started training when I was 13. Like it was 
full dedication since then. And I didn't care like about me you know, when you're that young, like you don't care about money. You don't even think about it, but you know, that's, that's the reward. That's the goal that you're shooting for. It's not so much to make $10,000 this year. It's like, okay, if I get good enough and I dedicate myself, I can go and do this. And then once you do that, then the rewards come after it. So focus on that. That's it. Wise advice there, Mehdi. It's, um, I did a podcast the other day with the AME guys. I went up to the city to their offices and with Bailey and Sando and we did a, a pod basically called the, the Business of Motocross, which I'm going to drop uh, maybe this week, maybe next week. I'm not sure yet, but same deal. Yeah. Just just talking about like what, what does it take to not just be a fast rider. You know, at, at the top level, a lot of guys can go fast, but what does it look like to actually be marketable, be able to – you know, represent sponsors and, and what does the business model of, of motocross look like? And uh, you hit the nail on the head, man. It's more than just going fast, especially when not everyone can win and there's a lot of teams that need riders that are, are going to be up there, but, you know, not on the top dollar and there's a lot of opportunity for guys from countries like Australia to do that. But, hey, Matty, um Brett Metcalf here on the uh, AMX Australia Supercross show. Matty being brought to you by Recoverate. Hey, Matty, did that Recoverate help you out after that injury? Well, not injury, but that big old... Uh, <laughs> crashing the woods always. in Adelaide <laughs> uh, always man yeah just, I think that's you know when I talk to everybody that's the biggest thing that helps is recovery um, it's not so much giving me energy or anything. like a lot of guys do a lot of different stuff but for me it's just recovery day in and day out with training or in that case taking a bit of a knock <laughs> yeah. three injuries to settle down so uh, it's working good that's good, mate. Well, hey, all right, Matty, we've uh, we took up enough of your time tonight, mate. But um, awesome ride in Auckland. Great to see you back up on the podium, and um, we'll catch up with you at Marvel Stadium, mate. Have a good uh, good week and in between, and we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it, Joe. Thanks, Heath, man. All right, see, see you, mate. mate. All right, uh, Brett Metcalf, there, Donnell. Man, time flies when you talk to Matty. He's just always a good interview. He's just to oh. any of the kids that are up and coming. <coughs> sorry. <coughs> All the kids that are up and coming, being marketable, and that's what he just spoke about there. Yeah, being marketable to the media and being able to present yourself well to the media, it's going to get you very far in sport. So, yeah, it's and we talk about it all the time. Like I'm not going to name names, but it's like Medi's got kids. He's he's got a lot going on. You know, he's got a family, and I'll hit Medi up. Hey, can you do the show tonight? He'll text me about right away. Yeah, sure. I've never had him sign it. I'll hit plenty of guys up that are younger that I know don't have as much going on as someone with a family. I can speak from experience now. It changes a lot when you have a family, but they're like, oh, I can't do it tonight, mate. Or, oh, can you do it this time? And it's like, yeah, I get it. Like, you can work with them, but it's, um, yeah. Anyway, guys, that's what you want to aspire to be is, is like Brent Metcalf. So, man, super good ride. So let's get into SX1 because we've had 45 minutes of the show and haven't really talked about real results yet. But No, um, nothing at all. Jason Anderson. Honestly, was a little underwhelmed until Super Bowl. Yeah, I would. I don't know if you see me watching it just then, but I'm rewatching. <laughs> Are uh, you rewatching it? Yeah, yeah, and on KO. Man, yeah, on KO. Yeah, which you can do on demand. And uh, yeah, just fast. Just dude, he um, like I said, I think the track was he was just being safe in the heat race and kind of feeling it out. I wasn't like, wow, Ando's on that next level that I was expecting. I mean, he was still fastest in the heat. He was, but he won his heat by three seconds. It wasn't overwhelmingly, you know what I mean. And then, and then, Super Pole man, his corner speed, my goodness, like how he was, just little things, man, like that turn after the whoops, you know, it was really slippery, like where Reedy crashed, and 
his technique, like he was going really opening up the turn, staying lower, not leaning the bike over as much on the edge of the tires, but really getting on top of the bike and just finding a way to, you know, there was that um, on off after that turn. And he was basically going off and like excite bike wheeling over the, the next, excuse me, the next two jumps. Like it was, geez, I'm sniffing and burping and all sorts tonight. Sorry guys. It's, <laughs> it's a bit going on here, but yeah. And anyway, um, yeah. To, to bring that in the results, um, impressive, but cloudy getting that second main was it was very impressive also. Yeah, with that... Um, was it Sky Shortcut? Sky Shortcut. And that, boy, was it a shortcut that this was year. Short. <laughs> that was very... Yeah. Look, I'm going to say it. I really hope... If they do something like that in Melbourne, don't cut that much of the track out. Like I, it's... They skipped the time it, loop for one, which was really confusing. Yeah, that bit definitely was Like you don't confusing. skip the finish line. I don't know. I think... But man, was it exciting. Oh, yeah. Or Look, in SX1... It worked a lot better. In SX2, you could go from 15th to second, <laughs> yeah. a la Duran Stapleton. Yeah, banger. What do you get? What, fifth. Fifth, yeah. We'll talk about that later, yeah. but shout out to, our, I think, our ex-co-host at this point. No, banger's welcome back whenever he wants, but he's playing hard to get right now. Yeah. Maybe I've got to find him on Tinder. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but probably yeah. why he doesn't want to come back. The short, <laughs> Probably. The shortcut was um, a, big, a big factor, and, yeah. and it was... You know, like, say, Monster Cup this year, like, the longer... Um, Joker Lane. Joker Lane. That's kind of what they've gone for in, in many years in the States. Over here, AME have always done it as the shortcut. It was Shannon's shortcut back in the day. Um, I don't know if it's still Yeah, they now, used to just skip the start They basically line. just run it down the start line, and you'd skip that rhythm or that whatever it was that year. But um, that, that played a big part. So, you know, Jason Anderson, anyway, he goes one, was it one? He won the first and the last mains. What did he get in the second one? Uh, he got second. Yeah. So, so one, he went one, two, one. Yeah. So pretty much in control the whole night. Um, man, that that next level speed was quite evident. It shows on yeah. a track like that. And you saw, like, we saw Josh Hill at Wollongong, um, Darnell, and it was like his intensity on the opening lap of the heat race, I, I hadn't seen that in a long time. Like he blew through the field and then you saw what Ando did to him. I mean, Josh put an Instagram post up today. Did you see it? Yeah. It's just like, it Anderson got two weeks to try and figure this out. Figure it out. Cause Ando just had him covered and you go, man. And then you look at Anderson. I mean, he, he obviously had that injury this year in AMA, but he wasn't, he wasn't the guy. And it's like, how fast are those top guys going over there? Well, you think about it like in the heat race, Anderson did a 48, six, and then I think the next fastest in the heat was Brayton with a 49.3. Yeah. You so throw Hill in there with a 49.9. Three like quarters it. of a second, you know. Um, but that's the difference, right? And and that's where you go, you know, Brayton's been killing it over here. Surely he run up front in the States. But then when you see three quarters of a second a lap, you go, okay, that's the, the difference when, when those guys get to Anaheim 1, right? That's it. Hate to say it. Yeah. It's not like we're bagging a, out Brayton, but there's a difference between... There's a difference between... Look, I don't want to say great and then elite, but their sort of is that next level. Yeah, and I get, but Jason Anderson isn't going to be going that fast at 37. No. So that's the difference there too. I think like that window, you see guys re- retire, like Carmichael was 27. Um, Villapoto was 27. 27. Dungey was, 28. I think, 28, 27. You, you know, you can't go that speed into your 30s. No, no way. Like Reed, he Reed, he sort you know, of can do it, but Brayton he, will win. He won a main last year. I he think. won Daytona. He won Daytona. You know, Reedy was on the podium last year at some point. I can't remember. Was it this year or last year? Last year, San Diego. 
No, no. JGR. It was JGR this year. He got a third. Yeah. Indianapolis, maybe. I can't remember. But the point is, like, when the stars align in your 30s, yeah, you could probably get it done. But that yeah. window of being at that top of the world elite speed, like, that's the window Jason Anderson is in right now. Yeah. The sort of sweet spot of the career. I, I don't, how old Dando? I think he's like 23, 24. No. You reckon he's younger? No, I reckon he's older than that. Nah, no. Dude, I'm 23. Yeah, I, I thought he was I thought he was still pretty young. Give me a second. All right, look it up. Um Luke Clout. So if while you look that up, Cloudy wins the second main, um, plays everything right with the, you know, weathering the shortcut from the other riders and Cloudy, um, you know, Brayton, I guess it's somewhat public now. It might have been under wraps in the pits that, that people didn't want to comment on, but it looks like Brayton's carrying an injury. We don't know what it is. Um back to back rounds at Wollongong. He's twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah, okay. There you go. Um, back to about rounds, Wollongong to Auckland. So whatever Brayton was carrying, which obviously happened pretty quickly before Wollongong. Yeah, he didn't He leave didn't it. have any time to recover. Now he's got two weeks. Um, is it going to help? Is it enough? Like, what kind of industry? It, injury, industry injury. Industry injury. Industry Well, we don't know. That's the thing. And, and I, I wish these guys would disclose it, but obviously they don't want to give their competition any... Um, any, any reason to when get there's more one point confident. in the championship so it's basically winner takes all whoever this beats it. who it doesn't matter if cloudy and Medi finish uh, sorry cloudy and brayton finish fifth and six sixth and seventh or does it or yeah i mean depending on who wins but well, you got what's Rid- the- ridden's only so nine Med- points behind Medi and ridden are tied for third right no no, no. Uh, so you got cloud on 89 brayton on 88 and then you got ridden on 80 and Medi on 72 Oh, okay. I thought I thought Mikhail said they were tied for some reason. No. So, yeah. Eight points. But yeah, like obviously they can't finish ninth and tenth. But no. if, and being triple crown, does that throw another spanner into the works? It does. A Joey Savachi, a Jason Anderson. Well, we've got to talk about Savachi because little obviously uh, he's jumping on that Suzuki. He's jumped off Factory Cowie. I don't think he had his JGR race bike with him. I think it was basically no some suspension in, in a stock engine and motor from what I can tell. If what he said about um, Bursi Supercross was right, he said he was basically riding a stock bike with his suspension and clamps. So I don't know whether JGR would have shipped a motor out here for him, but it, it didn't look like it I to me. I don't think that, no. Um, you don't go 11-6 DNF. Yeah, not, underwhelming is the wrong word, but for Savachi, we know he's capable of more, but um, obviously he's got a late start on the season. He's just jumped on that Suzuki, so... What can you expect at that point? Um, but Cloudy, I mean, can't say enough good things, man. Four one four, second overall. And did you hear it like in the interviews and when he's talking and stuff? Like he's feeling it right now. Like he's he's ten foot tall. If I was your Reeve and the Penrite guys, I'd be very, very worried coming into Melbourne. Well, probably not for your Reeve, because the rumor might be that uh We'll talk about <laughs> we'll that. We'll talk later. about that in a little bit, but Uriv <laughs> might not be as bummed if I think he'll still be bummed. He'd be bummed if Brayton didn't do it, but you know, if not that, as much as it was if that number one migrated to the team next year, uh, anyway, either way, probably wouldn't be a bad thing. But we'll talk about that in a minute. So, um, Brayton gets fourth. It'll be interesting to see what he can do, man. Reardon gets fifth. Um, read the results out after that, Donnell. So you got Josh Hill went seven three seven for sixth overall. Jats finally, yeah. Yeah, gets I, a good result with seventh. I hit Jets up to come on the show tonight, but um, he was flying home, so we'll hopefully get him on soon. Uh, then Longy bounced back with an, with an eighth. 
Yeah, not bad for Longy. I mean, quiet night. Uh, it's again with Longy eighth against the best guys in the world. It's not bad, yeah, but you'd take it. But pretty, I didn't see him really in the lead pack out of the gate all night. No, what did he go? He went twelve ten eight, which got yeah got better as the night went on. But um, it's tough, man. I feel like we're always down on Longy's results. I hate to sound like we are, but it, it, we just know how good he is. Yeah, he can pull something out. I don't know. Don't be surprised if he... Yeah, Oz X, I would yeah. be surprised if he pulls stage, out a... Talking about a rider that can step up on a big stage. Yeah, I think when he gets excited and the track's big, the jumps are big, he, he really does step up. That's it. Uh, then you had Henry Miller, Raceline, KDM's... Uh, where'd he go? 9, 8, 14 for yeah. ninth. He was on for a good result before that 14th. Yeah. He would have been right, th- right there around that 8th, 7th spot, I think. Uh, then you got Lawson Bopping, Joey Savachi, Joel Whiteman, Richie Evans... Yeah, rough night for Evans. Uh, Todd Waters. Even rougher yeah. night for Waters. Cody Cooper. Yeah, it was cool to see Cody out there, though. Well, did you see him in the Anzac versus US nah, race? Well, I caught it on Foxtel, so I didn't see that. So, straight up, well, you don't know if it's staged or not. You kind of think it is. Beats Anderson. Yeah? and you, Yeah. Yeah, I think that's more... It might be more of an entertainment value oh, definitely for the fans. Is, but... Um, but Oh, well. I mean, same as the Carmichael versus Townley thing. Like that was one of the biggest hits all night. Like the crowd loved that. Yeah, the smack talk. I think before the event was more fun than anything. Yeah, and that's what it is. <laughs> Did you see Townley put that photo up of the goat sitting on an airplane seat? He's like, the goat's on his way. But that's what you need. Yeah. Like, it just brings some personality back to the sport. And that's what the AME guys, when I did that podcast with them, I got to drop it so I stopped talking about it. I know. Um, but they were saying, like, you know, let's get some personalities back. And they do that really well. Like, well, that's bringing where, the personalities out of the riders. And that's where, you know, again, a lot of people talk smack on Jats on what he's doing and maybe he should focus more on his riding than his social media but but that's the reason he's even doing a program right now that's the reason he's got sponsors like rockstar and it's cool it's called uh it's called exposure and um you know being able to market a brand reputably so so and then in 16th you had Jaden rikers 17th cody dice kind of wish yeah that was was, a result there yeah because didn't dicey and Jaden both whole shot their heat races they did the sb motorsports 450s were out of the gate Unfortunately, didn't last very long. I think probably the worst thing Jaden could have done was whole shot that heat because he probably got a little overwhelmed with those guys going by him yeah. so quick. Um, that's the hot part in Supercross, right? You get a start and you're not quite there with the speed. It, it's kind of tough to, to soldier on. But um, yeah, Cody, I don't know, man. Shame. He had a really good round at Wollongong. Hopefully, he can bounce back for Marvel. Um, and I guess, like we said, we talked about the championship. We talked about the heavy hitters. That's you know that's about it with SX1. Um Anything else you want to bring up? No. no I think I kind of covered I was it. I pretty good. Yeah. All right. Let's get Jay Wilson on the phone. Talk about um, SX2. Yamalub Yamaha's Jay Wilson going to be on the phone in just a second. And uh, he had a good night too. So that's a wrap on SX1. And um, looking at the results in SX2, Osby blows Tanny, Wilson, Oldenburg, Tierney, and uh, Duffy there on the top seven. But right now we've got the man... That won the second main event of the night, Yamalube Yamaha's Jay Wilson, brought to you by AMX Superstores. Jay, how you doing, mate? Thanks for uh, taking the time out to talk to us. Yeah, no problem, mate. It's uh, yeah, good to be back on again. Yeah, it's good to have you on, mate. I said the same to, Met- to Brett Metcalf a minute ago, so I'm going to say it to you. Like, I hate to, to be that guy that uh, you win again and um, 
and I'm like, hey, I better talk to Jay because um, you won. But I'm going to be that guy and say, <laughs> hey, you won the main event, so we, we need to get you on the show. So, um, yeah, mate, awesome, you know, awesome round. Got the win in the second main. Um, talk about it. Yeah, uh, it was it was nice to get a win. Um, that's sort of the second, uh, I, a main, I guess, um, for the season so far. Um, been a little bit of a frustrating season, but um, we're definitely building. We're heading in the right direction, so that that's cool. Um, it's just, yeah, last year I felt like I couldn't I couldn't uh, do anything wrong, and this year it's uh, yeah, I just can't catch a break at the moment. So it's uh, been a bit of a challenge, but um, we're definitely making positive steps forward, and. Um, yeah, just been a little bit, a little bit difficult. I feel like I'm definitely sh- uh, showing the speed that I've got and um, showing I'm capable of winning races, um, like I did on the weekend. You know, um, and I did it round two uh, at Wollongong. Sorry, so um, it's just such a short season. Um, one small hiccup and a couple of small hiccups, you just really notice that. You know, so uh, it's been a little bit of an uphill climb from round one and. Um, yeah, yeah, that's probably uh, to be honest. probably <laughs> my mistake. Uh, not mistake, but obviously you, you had that standout um, main event there at Wollongong as well, where you got that um, win and but the first one, wasn't it? Um, uh, yeah, first main event. Yeah, yeah, first main, and I've been saying it all year, Jay. Like I've been watching you in in practice, in qualifying. You know, you've been going out either first or at the front of the field, you've been jumping everything quickly. You've been hammering the whoops right away. The the mindset, the mentality. Uh, the confidence is there. I feel um, you definitely look honestly probably the best I've seen you ride Supercross, and that's my honest opinion. Um, I've been super impressed with everything. It just seems like there's there's always been something every weekend that's kept you away from where I think you should be. Yeah, and honestly, it's just yeah. I, I feel like I'm just waiting for to catch a break at the moment. And I mean, I'm not a, not a person to like it. You put yourself in bad bad positions, bad things happen. And honestly, I've put myself in some bad positions this year, and it's been my fault. And um, I've had to own those, you know. And that's why I am where I am at the moment, you know. But um, Wollongong was a little bit of a hard one as well, you know. I felt like I had a bit of a. I finally felt like I was starting to put things together. Um, like my season so far, like my speed, everything. We go back on the data that we've got from previous years, like last year, you know. I go back on that stuff from last year and I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, I'm so much further ahead, you know, but the class is strong this year. It's uh, taken another step forward. Um, we haven't had many injuries either and, um, yeah, I've had to be on my A game and just honestly, I just haven't been able to put it together for whatever reason and um, we're slowly getting there but uh, Wollongong was just, it was a tough one, you know. So I think if you look at the results that I had, uh, this past weekend in Auckland, that would have probably gave me the overall at Wollongong um, just on the Olympic scoring format, you know. So um, to go 1-4 and then a, a 9 in that final motor, I just ran a little bit wide in the first turn at Wollongong and got T-boned from the inside, went down, and uh, then I got cross-jumped halfway through the race, fell on lap two and busted my throttle tube up. So um, it was just, I felt like that was my night and... Um, yeah, just it was sort of out of my out of my hands a little bit with the crashes that I had. You know, it was um, yeah, like I just said, roll the dice bad with position, um, just bad things happen. But um, yeah, it was just that one was a hard hard pill to swallow for sure. At Wollongong, and um, just 
yeah, the weekend I felt really good. It was just I was consistent. I finally got three consistent motos together and just didn't swing my way. Um, it, yeah. it is the way it is sometimes now. And I think just with that joker lane, honestly, it was that was brutal. Um, it was a, it was a big gap. And yeah, we were talking about that. Second race, you know. The Um, shortcut, uh, the Sky shortcut, I think they they ended up calling it there. Man, talk about that a little bit because it was, it didn't quite line up with the turn. It looked like you had to jump that triple or you guys were doubling through there, I think, on the 250s before that turn, before Mm -hmm. the start straight. And then I guess you had to kind of check up and jump off the bump. And then it it must have been a bizarre feeling, was it? Just shifting gears across the start straight, knowing that everyone else is going left and you're going straight? Yeah, man, it was uh, was quite tricky because... so in the second race when I took it, I was behind Sonai and I couldn't make a pass on him. Like, and I was like, okay, I've got to go this section now because these other the front guys are getting away from me, and um, I need to make it happen. And I ended up so we were three and out of the end of that rhythm section. I ended up doubling, and he was on the left hand side of the track. Um, so he was on obviously on the inside of the track coming into the left hand turn. So I sort of tried to check up a little bit, double, and then try to pin it across in front of him, but he slipped slingshotted out of the turn and uh, I just missed the um, I had to sort of do a bit of a S-bend to get back into the shortcut so it didn't <laughs> didn't work out that well for me but I ended up getting to lead and it, it worked out well but yeah because I think man, you guys pretty, nearly had a pretty scary it looked like you nearly would have had a head on if you if you'd have committed and and so would have here it would have been rough yeah yeah so it was um yeah and then when you were coming over that like you can't see over the the other side of that big down ramp that they use um, for the SX Open, and um, yeah, you're just sort of hoping that no one comes over the top of that and T-bones you into that turn. So um, yeah, it was. I mean, I think uh, it had too big of an advantage, um, as you saw. Like some of those top guys, um, like Aussie, he used it in the second race. He went down in that turn after the finish line jumps, and he was back in tenth or something, and it worked to his favour and he got back to, I think he had a top three result, you know, I think he got back to second even. So, like a result like that where Wollongong, you saw the incident that I had, that was a 19th, you know. Um, a lot of those top guys didn't have that bad result. They were able to use the shortcut to their advantage and it was fair play. They used it to their advantage and it worked out for them, so good on them. Um, if I... If I had that opportunity, I, I would have made the most of it, you know, as well. But um, I, I, I got a race win, so I'm pumped on that. And, um, yeah, just didn't swing my way. So it is what it is. Yeah, that's it. I mean, uh, like you said, the same for everyone with the shortcut lane. But, man, that thing was would have been hectic for you guys as riders and racers. But uh, for, for us on on the on the couch at home or those guys in the stands, it would have been seriously entertaining to uh, to witness everyone just – chopping out positions i could barely keep up at some points i'll be honest when it seemed like there'd be laps on end when no one would take it and then there'd just be a bunch of rapid fire laps in a row where you just see guys just changing positions flat out and yeah it was crazy because i'm sure you had it happen too right where probably a slower rider than than yourself would take it and get ahead of you and and then you'd be right on them through that next rhythm after the finish and then it would be time to make a move and man like talk about um just unsettling your rhythm and, and trying to adapt yeah. like that, that looked hectic to me. Yeah. And that's sort of been the story of the season, I guess with these sort of short races, it's, it's pretty brutal. You put three starts in three main event starts all in a row. Um, the intensity is high, the carnage is high. Um, with the longer races, obviously you got one start. Um, everyone tries to play it out pretty safe and they know that they've got some time up their sleeves to settle into positions and, um, 
make stuff happen. And that's, I guess, where I come on quite strong last year was obviously the first two rounds where we had the longer format. Um, that's where I did quite well, got the two wins. And um, this year, it's just so much carnage happens in these these short races because everything everyone's got to make stuff happen so quickly. And um, it just seems like it's just I've been getting caught up in that a little bit. And um, yeah. It's been tough. It's been a very, very tough season. Mentally, just trying to um, get get back on the box. You know, you're, you're the number one guy, and you're not making podiums. It's frustrating, and you're not. Uh, yeah, it's just. It's honestly been such a, such a frustrating season. Like that, uh, you know, we, we could have been one point out of the out of the lead. Um, leaving Wollongong uh, is. Didn't have a, such a bad result in that final moto, and uh, things could have been different. But um, yeah, everyone's riding really good, and it's been such a strong class this year. So it's, it's been quite a cool, um, cool class to be a part of this year for sure, and good, good battling. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, it's um, it is hectic, and and it seems like a somewhat roll of the dice where you know it's tough because you say your your season's been frustrating, but then you look at guys like Jacob Hayes who. <laughs> Man, that guy could not yeah. catch a break whatsoever. You know, he's already gone. He's back to the States. And a guy yeah. that arguably could have won the series with the speed he showed at the opening rounds, um, you know, it's tough. You know, yeah, like yours isn't going to plan, but it can always uh, – can certainly get a lot worse with Supercross. And I think that's yeah, just the, the nature of the beast with um, – especially in SX2. It's just so hectic. And, man, like I don't think people understand it. I'm I'm nervous for you guys when I'm commentating and watching <laughs> them opening laps of each of those gate drops. It's – I just know how, like you said, at Wollongong, like that that first turn up on the grass bank into the second turn, like guys weren't shutting off. Like they were literally saying, I'm 10th and I'm just going to go into the inside and knock everyone down. And if I <laughs> yeah. if I go down, yeah, so be it. White track markers as well. <laughs> yeah, they, they were getting a bit liberal with that. <laughs> but, but, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's been it's been garnage. And like uh, for sure, it's, it's creating good racing and um, they're putting on a, a good show, I think. I think everyone's quite interested in both classes this season for sure, especially you never know who's going to come out on top in their next two. Um, so like until last round, there was not one guy that had the had the, had the red plate yeah, after and, a round and kept it, and, yeah. And uh, a, a different a different uh, round winner as well, you know. So it's um it's been quite cool and it's good, you know. Like I said before, I feel like I'm on a, a new level this year with my speed and um, everything. It's just putting it together has been the biggest thing. Um, we're definitely better than where we were last year. It's just we haven't been able to get that. I guess the end goal is what we're chasing at the moment. And we haven't been able to, we're ticking off plenty of goals along the way. Um, but just that, that outcome of a round win is what we're chasing at the moment, you know, and we haven't been able to do that. So that's the plan going into Melbourne. You know, we've got to tick off a few more goals and put three consistent motos in again and see where it puts us. Well, that's it. Look, you got a few guys in the championship chase ahead of you where it might get a little bit hectic and, you know, the championship yeah. pressure, you know it all too well. It's, it's hard to perform mm. at your best when you're trying to protect that lead and uh, might open up a, the door for a guy like yourself to, to knock that door open and, and really show uh, show the, the field what you're capable of as far as the final round goes. But um, I want to switch it up a little bit now, Jay, and just talk about you know, even though this season in Australia maybe hasn't gone the way you would have hoped, what I think is encouraging for you is, you know, you've won main events against, you know, Osby and Hayes and um, Blos and 
Oldenburg, like these guys in the States, these are not guys that are just making the main events. Like these are USA riders that factor into the top 10, into the top five. Um, That's encouraging, I think, for a guy like yourself heading over there that obviously you're going to be in their backyard and they're on their team rides and you're going to be the privateer guy. But um, I think I'm not trying to hype you up too much and put too much pressure on you to do well over there, but it's got to be encouraging to go, all right. And that's what I keep saying about these American guys coming over here to race um, the Australian Supercross Series is that you know now as Jay Wilson that I've beaten these guys. That means, roughly speaking, I can be competitive in AMA. Yeah, 100%. I think, obviously, anyone that travels knows it's hard to to travel and be comfortable. You're obviously comfortable in your home country. So um, you always got to factor that in a little bit. The American guys, they're doing well. Um, You know, some of them, it's their second year, third year out here. So, um, they're comfortable out here, but I believe what we're doing now, um, we're competitive, and I, I think it's it's been really strong showing for us, um, just even competing, showing that we can run the speed of the guys that are coming over here now, and um, we are putting the fight up. So I think that we can do that in America, um, especially with the program that um, my little team has put together. Um, it, it's been really cool, you know, like we're shipping our bikes over, um, our suspension, engines, everything that we run here is going over with us. So um, we're trying to make the transition to America as similar as possible to here. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, I was going to ask that. Like, are you, you know, what's, yeah. what does the program look like? But you, you beat me to it there. So shipping bikes over there, that's um, an expense to ship them. But at the same time, I guess uh, it, it evens out not having to buy bikes over there, right? Yeah, so just more comfort, you know. Like there was a few other options that we had. And um, for us, it's... I just want to make that transition as easy as possible. Um, I know what I'm comfortable on here. I know that what we've got here is competitive. Um, and then obviously when you go over there, you got their fuel and get a little bit more out of that. So um, I think that's the best thing for us is to do that. So we'll ship our bikes over and um, obviously take my mechanic and his family over as well. So um, we'll all be living together over there. And just what and trying to keep it as comfortable as I possibly can and the right people around me um, that I know that um, I'm comfortable and confident with and um, we can get the job done. So um, also, the, like I think for us, is like we're coming off um, a season here as well. And the last two years, I've been at it quite quite a lot now and um, had quite a good run. So um, I feel like I'm in a really strong position to go over and do well, um, but also be able to go over there and enjoy it and do it properly um, with my family and with a a great team around me as well and a great group of personal sponsors that are really helping us out to do this, you know. Yeah, I like that model you're doing with taking the family over, taking your mechanic and his family over. It's, you know, I think you're at that age where, I mean, you, I keep talking about you as a veteran with the uh, with the amount of years <laughs> you've been around. I know you're not that old, but, you know, I think sometimes yep. when you see the youngsters go over to the States to race and they're, they're by themselves or they take their, their girlfriend that's been around for a few months or dad goes over there for a little bit and gets them set up and then they're, they're staying with an American family or one of the, you know, one of the vacation companies in California, you know, gives them a setup to use. But, you know, that, that support group at that level of racing, it's more important, I think, than maybe even the equipment you're on. If you're happy with your surroundings, it, it goes a long way. And, yeah. um, yeah, hats off to you, man, because that's the way it needs to be done. And, uh, you need those people in your, in your corner there that care about you because uh, yeah, America is a different world sometimes. 
Yeah, and I, I guess that's the thing as well. You know, I want to experience this with my family, and um, they deserve it too. They have a holiday as well and enjoy it as well. So they've continued to support me through the tough times with the things that have gone on in my career. And um, you know, that it's this is a about going over there and enjoying what we what we're doing and making a holiday out of it, but also at the same time I'm getting to live my dream and do it with them and um, also show my daughter what we can do, you know. So um, it's it's really cool. I'm excited to do this um, trip with them and um, obviously the, the people that are involved in it. It's um, like a, a small group of people that um, are backing me that obviously believe in what I'm doing and um, I've created a good partnership with them and um, more like a family, I guess, which is... The, probably the best thing about this whole program is it's such a cool little group of people that they're involved. Yeah, it's it's really cool to see, mate. Like I said, and um, no, hats off to you, man. Hats off to the performance at Auckland, and um, and uh, you know, hopefully we, we see you carried into Marvel, mate. It would be really cool to see you uh, maybe get that first elusive overall win of the season and, and go out <laughs> with a bang heading to the states. That's what I'm cheering for, anyway. So um, yeah, no, thank you very much, and uh, yeah, that's that's the plan you know it's, like I said it's been a bit of a tough season but um, we've, we've picked up a lot of positives along the way um, we're ticking off goals and boxes um, that we've been setting out and uh, we're heading definitely in the right direction it's just um, obviously we, we're not probably a lot of people aren't seeing that because it's not the, the win on paper that um, we're obviously chasing but we're ticking off a lot of other boxes along the way and um, now it's just about going out there and and trying to get this overall, uh, this win, or even putting it up on the box would be a good start. So um, yeah, that's it. But, but yeah, for sure, it's, it, it's going to be cool. I'm excited to head to Melbourne, a uh, new venue for everyone. And um, I think uh, if it's anything like uh, the last round, it, it'll be a good show. Yeah, that's it, mate. It's going to be, uh, I think, a show like um, like we haven't seen in Australia ever before. And uh, that's hats off to the AME guys and, and you guys as writers for doing it. And man, hopefully I get to catch you guys at... Uh, at Marvel, because I've seen Misty maybe more than you, I think. I've been able to catch her to say good day <laughs> maybe at a couple rounds, but I don't get to talk to her for more than like two minutes, and I don't think I've even seen you at the races yet as other than giving you a quick interview yeah, yeah. on the track. So <laughs> it, it's gnarly in the pits. Yeah. There's a lot going on, but um, hopefully we can catch up for a bit at Marvel. But uh, hey, guys, Jay Wilson, uh, Yamalubi Yamaha's Jay Wilson on the uh, on the AMX Australian Supercross show brought to you uh, by AMX Superstores. Use the code Inside Dirt for 10% off at uh, amx.com.au and um, you can get yourself all sorts of goodies there with a discount code. And uh, hey, Jay, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate the time and um, we will catch you at Marvel Stadium next weekend. Sounds great. Thanks for having me on once again and look forward to catching up with you down there. Sounds good, mate. Catch you later. Cheers. Thanks. All right, guys. Um, Jay Wilson... Brought to you by the guys at AMX Donnell. And um, that was a surprisingly, <laughs> not light-hearted interview for Jay, but he, he didn't get as deep as he normally gets. No, it pretty, pretty Jay normally gets really, really deep. So yeah, that was good. It was cool. No, I, I like Jay, man. I got a lot of time for him. Um, cool what he's doing going to the States. Very cool deal. I like it. Um, so let's talk about, um, let's talk about SX2. Um, Osby getting the win. Yes. Extends the championship points lead. It's starting to look pretty good for Osby at this point. Well, yeah. What's your thoughts? You reckon it's going to be clean card, or do you reckon there's going to be drama at Marvel? I think there's going to be drama you at Marvel. Yeah, I think. What do you think it looks like? Well, you got some big players again on the Penrite Honda team. Yeah, you got two guys really 
Oldenburg sort of too far out of the championship. But he can definitely get in the way. But he can get in the way. <laughs> yeah. He can run up front. Tanny's seven points back. Like it's from first to third, It's seven yeah. points. And that's the running order in the championship. Osby blows Tanny was the overall, right? And that's the running order in the championship that's too. It. So if Osby and Blows get into it in a moto and Tanny's consistent, strange, stranger things have happened, man. Stranger things have happened. And I'll collect my money from you. Because <laughs> my boy. That's your boy, Tanny. Um, he, man, he's impressed me all season. Like, And, and I hate, you know, because you say, Jay, he's fourth overall one spot behind Tanny, defending champ. We, we don't speak as favorably on his performance. But for Tanny, like, man, just so impressive this year. It re- like It's ridiculous. His motocross season was pretty good. Yeah, but, but not. There was a few flashes of brilliance, but Supercross has just been next level. Consistency is the other thing. Yeah. Like, I he, don't think he's actually had a win. Uh, overall? No. No, I don't think he has either, but he's been on the box nearly every round. Yeah. So he, he was on the box at Brisbane. Yep. On the box at Adelaide. On the box at Adelaide. On the box at Wollongong. No, no, not on the box at Wollongong. Fourth at Wollongong. But fourth. So, and then on the box at Auckland. It's pretty, pretty impressive. You look at it, like you look at true champions in sport. Consistency is where that's you know yeah, and especially in a short series, in a, a five round have, series, you don't even have to win a round. No, you don't. You could be second, third, fourth every weekend and get the job done. Pulls a Grant Langston doesn't win a round. Wins, was that Langston? Nah, that, that was. Uh, I think Tim Ferry did that back in the day. Yeah, sorry, I was wrong. I don't think Langston won a round that year until late in the like real late, but he did win. Mm. Um, but yeah, so Osby blows Tanny's one, two, and three in the round, one, two, and three in the championship. I mean, SX2, we talked about it with Jay Wilson, but man, that uh, shortcut lane was insane. I was just rewatching it then. <laughs> you, man, that made up a lot of time. You can't fault it though, because it was just so good, the, the excitement. But all right, so give us the rundown. Um, so the, who was the results in SX2? So you had obviously, yeah, Osby blows Tanny. Wilson, uh, Oldenburg for fifth. Connor Tierney. Yeah, Tierney. An so, Australian that got a ride on an Australian team. Yeah, so that happened. The, I was so bummed because it happened the day after we did the show last week. Yes. And then he gets the fill-in ride at Serco. And I'm just like waiting for the comments to light up. And then it's like crickets. Like where's all the yeah, where's all the haters Where's now? all the haters talking smack about the American rides? Here's a really feel-good story. And no one saying shit. Well, yeah, they're not saying shit. Like people definitely congratulating, but they're not was as hard as people hating. No, a lot less buzz. But that's always the way. When people are hating, it's really loud. Yep. When people are happy, is is pretty quiet. But yeah. hey, I don't and think anyone was bummed to see Connor get that ride. No, not at all. And look, he proved his results there. He went seven seven nine for sixth overall. Also, Cosford got a ride on the WBR. Like they gave him a shot. Yes, which is really cool too. So shout out to the Witten brothers for that deal for giving Jace Cosford because I like that kid man he's he just pulls starts from somewhere I don't know yeah. where he, he and do we have to go to Ranch MX 2018 oh, if you man. haven't seen it go back to the NRG footage yeah MXD yeah. just pulls a start on 252 stroke and was throwing down he was and that bike was not new no that, <laughs> that was, was like 20 I think 15, it was a 15 252 stroke Yamaha like the kid just sent it but um so yeah, you know Tierney gets that ride with um, Serco, and yeah. he'll he'll run that ride again at Marvel at Marvel, and um, hopefully does a lot for his career because he's performing now. It's good to see. It's good to see that, and uh, then you follow that up with Regan Duffy in seventh, went eight six ten. Yeah, Duffy, 
Uh, it wasn't um, a standout night for Duffy, but he's still a rookie. Like, I think still still not a bad result, seventh overall. Not at all. Uh, then the American import, I'm going to get his surname wrong, but... Sanai? Sanai? I think it's Daniel Sanai. I don't know. Did you see the Instagram story that Jats put up of him... Peeling? In Peeling day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. And Jats was like, oh, oh peeling it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the commentary was probably better than the peel, but... Oh, I don't know. It was pretty it bad was pretty weird. I'm not saying I could do that, but... Yeah, so now I look good. Didn't he hold shot the first main? He did, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so he went 6 9 12. Uh, Wilsey in ninth. Man, he factored in because he came together with Osby after he took the shortcut. Yes. Yeah. And Osby went down. That was in the second main. Second main. Yeah. And then as the Jay next said, lap, Osby took yeah. the shortcut. Yeah. So. Because I didn't, um, on the TV, I didn't see Wilsey take the shortcut. It just switched to that battle. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah. How is this? And then I realized. That he took the shortcut. It so. made a massive difference, especially for the next guy. Tenth place, this dirty old, I don't know, what do we call him? Oh, we got Duran? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, Sorry. what? I zoned out for a second. Um, yeah, Duran, look, did he get 10th overall? Yeah. Dude, impressive. He went 12, 15, 5. That, like, <laughs> that's, uh, that sums up SX2 with the shortcut. shortcut yeah. um, but no, nah, hats off to Duran, man. That, that last race was solid. He rode really well. He did. I hate giving him credit. I really do. Nah, he deserves it. As much he as, does. As much as I wish he'd still co-host and hadn't forgotten about us, he's probably trying pretty hard to be a professional racer again. So we can we can give him some slack. But Man, he was on the TV for a long time too. How's fifth, dude? It's good. Fifth in a it's main. Good. And and people don't know how many injuries he's had. Like, he really... He rides with a foam pad in the back of his pants. Yeah, yeah. It's it's gnarly. So hats off to Duran Stapleton. Banger. Um, lots of love. I hope you come and co-host with me next year. I'm still salty on that. But uh, good job at... Um, at Auckland. At Auckland, man. Solid. All right, so Duran 10th. And then you go Ricky Latimer 11th. Morgan Fogarty 12th. Good job for Morgan there and Latimer. That's solid. Uh, Reese Bud thirteen, Hugh McKay fourteenth. Good to see Hugh doing good things again. Yeah, man, he's not quite. He's been out all year with that shoulder injury, and then at Wollongong, I, th- I was really worried that he'd done his shoulder again when he crashed in the whoops. But I guess he's all right. Yeah, he seems to be okay. Because um, Kukus was out. That's how Costa got that yes. ride. Yes, uh, because Kukus had that crash at Wollongong. Yeah, along with everybody else, man. That night was that was crazy. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, then, man, we spoke about Jace Cosford uh, in fifteenth. Brad Taft, 16th. Yeah. Uh, it's getting to that point for Taft. I'm not sure what's going on. I don't want to say AD's right. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I Honestly, I don't know if, if Taft is is gelling with... Um, with the Cowie? With or? the Cowie. I don't know. It, it, it's a good bike, you know? I mean, I ride Cowies. That 250 is a good bike, but I don't know if, if Taft at this point is gelling with it. it it's hard to say. Just doesn't, doesn't look like the Taft from last year. I know that much. Not at all. Um, but he also took a lot of this year off, I think. It's hard to say. Yeah. And then um, another key talking point with SX2, Kyle Webster didn't race any of the mains. No. Called by Race Safe. Yeah, he hit his head, right? Yeah. It's a rough supercross season for Webster. Like, punched, I think he punched a lung, right? That's yeah. when he missed the, yep. the the other rounds. And I mean, he had no prep coming in, obviously, with Des Nations. And, and that's the rough thing, dude. Like, you do MX of Nations. Obviously, that's the priority for him. I'm assuming he's probably in that camp wanting to go to Europe when the time's right. Um, so that's his showing over there, but then jumping into Supercross, you, you learn pretty quick they're two different things. Yeah. It is what it is, It is, I man. guess, but... At this point, do you reckon he does Marvel or do you reckon he benches it? Well, I don't know. 
Does he get clearance to ride? Surely. Yeah, I mean, it's concussion, concussion test. They test him there and make sure he's good. But um, what about after that? Uh, sorry, so I skipped over someone. Yeah. Madison. Oh, God, dude, I'm not good with pronouncing names. Ladder? I guess oh, I think that's the New Zealand kid. Yeah. 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 So, I mean. Is that round out the top 20? That, yeah, it's, that's top 20. That's top 20 in SX2. So, I mean, we haven't done any predictions yet. Do you think Osby gets the title next round at Marvel? No. You don't? No. Who think gets it? 18, Tanny. Oh, yeah. I'm sticking with <laughs> You're it. You're so biased. I'm on that. The Australian, this yeah. is an Australian series. <laughs> it's showing patriotism right here. Okay. True blue. That's it. Yeah. He's riding a blue bike. He's Australian. Going Tanny. Team Tanny. All right. I think Osby gets it done. Yeah, well, I think it goes do down. Do put some money down on this? No. <laughs> no? Because no, budget's tight. We ain't got Nah, that. it's not the budget's tight, dude. But, oh, man, I never win that stuff. Although I did make some money on Chad well, Reed at AusX Open a couple of years ago. Yeah, I made some money on Gavin Faith. Yeah. <laughs> I should. I, I bet on Reedy and I didn't bet on Gav. Um, yeah. That was the year Gav stayed with me too. I should have yeah. Should have backed my boy. But just I knew Reedy was going to get it done. It was only two to one, I think, but I still made a bit of money. Yeah, I mean, Gav was paying two dollars. Yeah, I put everything in my bank account <laughs> on him. Put my, my week's <laughs> wages on him there. Um, all right, so that's probably a wrap on SX two at that point. I think Osby gets the title at Marvel. I think Blos is going to win a lot and close the gap, but I think Osby's going to be experienced enough and composed enough to get it done. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll see a shakeup. I mean, how far out's Jay in the championship? He's fifth, right? Yeah, Jay's fifth in points. 20 points back from yeah, Osby. Yeah, that's a long way back. What, He's what only seven off Oldenburg. And where's Oldenburg off Tanny? Six. Yeah, so it's still all to play for. Look, if you haven't got a ticket to Ozx, yeah, buy one. Buy Which, one now. I'm thinking, Not you, the listeners. Yeah, I get that. You've got one. I'll be there. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got that covered. Um, nah, straight up, look, you know, like we said, the, the Troy Bayless guys this year, TBE, you know, hats off to those guys. We've said it all the series, and now it's only fair to give the AME guys a massive pat on the back. They're taking the sport to a new level with Supercross in this country, and Auckland, like Adam Bailey, Sando, those boys, and their crew, it really looks like they're finding their feet with this stuff, man. Like, Auckland looked, like last year with the weather was crazy, and it looked hit and miss. They made it happen. It looked like they flew by the seat of their pants, but this year was just another replica of OzX Open in, in Australia. Like, it was it was. It looked great from the outside, and um, hats off to those guys, man. I can't say it enough. Like, it's not like I'm blowing smoke. I just, as me as a fan of the sport, more than anything, I'm stoked. You heard Brett Metcalf. Like, we've got probably the second best Supercross series in the world. Jules, how many rounds is the Canadian series? Yeah, years? but Canadians, I think three arena cross, three Supercross. They do that. And they triple do crown arena thing. cross at the start of the year and Supercross at the end of the year. Um, we have a legit series, and man. I just wish people didn't take it for granted as much as they do over here and, and they were a bit more grateful for what we have, you know. And um, it's building – and to be able to run a series like this and finish with an event like OzX, which you would really put up with something like Bercy, is it building to that point? I'd to, say it's bigger. Yeah. I'd say it's bigger. I mean, Bercy just has the prestige of being a longer-running event. But what are we, year four now? 15, five, 16, 17, Year years. five, sorry. Five years. I mean, Bursi's been gone for 30, I think. Yeah. But, but to be able to split that across the two countries as well. Yeah. Like it's, man, again, hats off to events. the AME guys. It's um, it's inspiring. It really is. I really am stoked to see where Supercross is going in this country. I hope, like I said, I really hope the business model is sustainable. We can see it grow. 
um, you know, shout out to everyone that's made it happen and uh, just spreading the positivity, man. We've got to make it happen. It. So, um, so that's going to be SX2 done. Before we get Justin Craffer on the phone, kind of finish up, let's talk about silly season. There's a lot going on. There's a, a lot. <laughs> There's a lot. There's an on. understatement. There's a lot I've wanted to talk about for a long time, which I, I had phone calls six weeks ago, two months ago, and it's like you're sworn to secrecy and you can't talk about it. Um, there's not a lot of well-kept secrets in motocross, but I never want to be the one, especially on this show, to, to let them out. But um, a disclaimer, I did read some things on Moto Online yeah. <laughs> this afternoon, which makes me think that we can talk about some things now. So, um, silly season. The word on the street is that um, the, the Luke Clout leaving CDR thing is, is a done deal. And it looks like he's going to be joining the Penrite Honda squad next year. And remember when Yuri Konsky was sitting in that seat right there and he talked about an AMA Supercross Penrite program? With an Australian riding the bike. That alluded to me. I was like, ding, 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 like going off in my head back then. Um, but obviously we couldn't say anything. But, it, the, you know, the cat's somewhere out of the bag in the pits, it looks like. It, it, I read it on Moto Online today. Well, so videos, disclaimer. <laughs> for those with eagle eyes, I don't know if anyone else watches it, but the yeah, weed show. Yeah, that, that, you tell that, tell so, that. So... If you watch uh, Jason Wygant's weed show on YouTube or RacerX or any of the platforms that it's on, you see Luke Clout and Justin Brayton talking after the races and Weege alluded to it and said, look at this, like this is how chilled the Australian series is. These two are one point apart and they're sitting here having a casual conversation. Then you see <laughs> you this, this face pop up <laughs> of Yuri Konsky saying, well, wouldn't it be nice if they were teammates? Now... <laughs> <laughs> Take that how it is between the lines on that one, however you want. Um, but yeah, I mean, and Cloudy in the in the interview after he won, uh, sorry, after he got second in Auckland, he said, "I'm ready to go to America." Did you hear that bit too? Yes, I did hear that. Yeah. Do you know the one thing with Cloudy? Sorry, in Auckland, he said the only person he wants to, to beat him is Anderson. I just I don't get that. I think it's you, more just being realistic. I hate to say it, but he knows Anderson isn't in the championship, so he can say that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like Ando can go win the next two rounds for Cloudy. And doesn't he, mean anything. If he gets second, it's as good as a win, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did. I get it. I just don't, I don't know. I, I think why it maybe came out wrong how, you know, he came out and maybe not how he meant it. You know what I mean? Mm. But he, he definitely said it, but he's feeling it right now, man. Even like I said, in the interviews, he's feeling himself. Well, so going by what everyone's saying and what's, being speculated about, does he go over and ride a 250 or is he 450? Well, I thought originally um, 250, but then I also, I think what I read today might have alluded to him riding the first like six 450 rounds. I, I can't see him dropping back onto a 250 at this point. Like he's beating some of the best guys in the world on a 450. You'd think he'd just go 450. It, I think at this stage in his career, I think, I mean, although Reardon like went and filled in at Style Yamaha, but if Cloudy's going to be riding it, it's a Penrite-backed Honda, it's not like but it's not going to be a Geico Honda. Honda. Yeah. So then you go, is him being on a 250 even competitive against those bikes? Like, it's hard to say, right? Well, you um, look at something like a, a Star Yamaha or a Pro Circuit Cowie or a Geico Honda to try and replicate a program like that. It's just not going to happen. No, so. not in the first year those guys do it. And, I, you know, talking to Blows last week on the show, like we said how fast those Penrite Hondas are. So I'm not disrespecting their program, but I don't think, you can compare that to a elite level USA motor. Um, it'd be a little bit off. So, and then 
is uh, the Penrite guys in in the states going to have the resources to run that kind of motor? That's why, to me, Cloudy being on a four fifty makes would more make sense. more sense. Uh, but we'll see where that goes. Now, the vacant seat at CDR, that room is now going to Melros, going over there to the, the Yamaha squad. I mean, that's a good pickup for both CDR, and it's a good ride for Melros. And really, you look in our domestic series over here. He's really good at Supercross. Yes, we haven't seen him this year because of the injury at Moree, but. Outdoor, had the red plate, was winning. Well, no, he didn't get an overall, but... Well, he's young too. You know, he's marketable, he's young. young. I think he'd be a good fit. Um, That means that the race line seat looks to be vacant. You can probably, I'm not going to say, but I don't imagine... You probably read between the lines on what might be going there. Um, To the the recovery race line hole relationship... We'll see where that goes. But uh, these are all rumours, guys, disclaimers. This is just what we've been hearing and reading. Speculation. Um, Mitch Evans, teammates at Tim Geyser. Awesome. That is... Isn't that the I best think, thing? Like, the problem is the Australian scene is so influenced by America. I think that's been... Like, it's not... It's a little bit underrated how good is that is. Very underwhelming, the response in the media. But... And look, I'll admit it. I was wrong. When I said Mitch Evans going to 114 Motorsports on a 250 Honda and MX2, I was like, he'll be back in a year. Straight up, that's what I said. Instead, goes to the powerhouse team. Yeah, and so outside of obviously, I don't know shit. I was wrong because I was like the Honda's it's a not, common theme around here. It really is, isn't it? Like I don't know why we even have this show. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think sometimes we get it right. But um, I was like, bike's not going to be fast enough. He's too heavy for a two hundred and fifty over there. He's not going to get starts. Boy, was I wrong. Impressed the right people. Tim Guy's a teammate. Next level. Hats his teammates with the world champion. Yeah. The reigning world champion will he be his teammate. Yeah. That HRC Honda and is a serious machine. You know how good he was on that 450 over here. Well, he was the only, he challenged with Ferris, got second in outdoors last year. Yeah. And he, uh, did he win around? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Man, so, he's fast. So if you're on Instagram, which I know a lot of you guys are at this point in the world, um, there is Bailey Malkowitz and, and Nathan Crawford have departed very quietly. Um, and oh. they jumped on a plane and I believe they're going to Europe. They're in Europe. Yeah, they're in Europe already. Um, not going to say any more about that. You know, uh, we all know where they're going, but I don't know how public it is. So I'm not going to, um, not going to say it, but uh, yeah, there, there might've been a vacant couple spots when Mitch Evans moved and the Aussie chair, musical chairs might've um, just changed hands a little bit and, and they might be, uh, headed over to see what that looks like. So, And Wilson Todd, that's also not confirmed, but at this point, as good as in the pit gossip that he's going to MX2, MXGPs as well. Um, got to talk about DPH a little bit. Haven't wanted to, but yeah. it's big news. You know, those guys, are, they've shut up shop by the look of it. They weren't at Wollongong. You know, Todd Waters was there on a, on a Husqvarna backed bike. Um yeah, so for those of you that are unaware, that the DPH team looks to have been uh, folded, put into liquidation, whatever that looks like. I'm not going to go into the details that that um, it's not public knowledge and it probably doesn't need to be at this point. But uh, it's a shame to see that team fold, man. But it's been a rumor for a while and it's finally caught up to them. Yeah, you still got to give them credit for what they did this year, winning both outdoor titles in Australia. And that's massive. That's what I was going to say. How brutal is this sport that you can have the most successful team in the pits win both titles at the MX Nationals and they fold um, They fold up, man. It's rough. 
it is what it is. We don't, I don't, I don't want to speculate. I don't want to talk too much about it. But people are going to say, oh, the sport doesn't get enough support and this and that. Like there was more to it than that. Um, and look, I'm tight. I'm, I'm friends with Boyd. I'm friends with Dale. Like I'm not talking bad about those guys, but uh, it's unfortunate, man. It's just, just the way the, the industry goes and the sport goes sometimes. So um, the ZPH guys will be missed, but that's that's where that's heading. And at that point, yeah, we got anything else? Chad Reed said that uh, this might be his last. Well, this is his last professional appearance in Australia and New Zealand. As a full-time. As a full- full-time racer. I, I'm sure we see him back here for many years to come. Be RC versus Reed, you know, and like the exhibition thing. Yeah. Do you but, know what's really cool? What's that? Being partnered up with a Australian brand like Penrite. I think that's awesome. It's cool. I really do. Yeah, hats off to those guys for getting him under the tent and that. And uh, so what I've heard is Reedy does Oz X and then A1 and retires. That's, that's what, 250 starts. Yeah, that's what everyone's saying. But, but it's Chad Reed. It's Chad, Chad Reed. <laughs> I'm, I almost think he just does the whole season. No. <sighs> Because what what are the chances? Does he just do his favorite? Like, does he do a similar thing to what McGrath did with the farewell tour? Yeah, Ricky did a, they. I think he should do that as opposed to a full season, and they can just play "There Goes My Hero" at every opening ceremony, like they did for Carl Michael for like ten years. <laughs> um, it's funny. I sing that song to my fiance every time she we argue. I'm just I call her a hero. I'm like, "There goes my hero," but it's just got in my head for some reason. Um, but. Reedy, if he does the farewell tour thing, like that would be cool. But also, he's going to be in shape. He's going to be ready to go. How many guys get hurt before A1 on factory teams that miss the season? A lot. And Chadry gets a phone call. A lot. Yeah, could happen. Mm. Who knows? But it's good to see Reedy over here. Um, I'd love to get him on the pod or do something um, whilst he's here. That's probably going to be a tough sell, but I'm going to be reaching out to as many people as I can to try and get his phone Pulling as many strings as we can. Yeah, I know some people that, that might know be some able to make people, Know some people. Yeah, yeah, so we'll see. But I'm sure Reedy's going to be snowed under with um, media uh, requests whilst he's here. But uh, anything else for silly season, man? No. No? About it, I guess. Yeah, sorry. I'm- You're trying to multitask. It's, yeah. not, it's not easy. You know, you, you talk smack on me trying to talk and everything. Did I save Carafa's number? No, I don't think what, I did. That's what you're doing to me. <laughs> All right, give me here. I'll find yeah. it real quick. Um, I'm just going to keep the ball rolling. Yeah, you you you, you try it, man. You try being host for. Do a you second. know what I did like? Um, the farewell to Levi Sherwood in yeah. New so, Zealand. so let's talk freestyle. Let's talk about freestyle. Um, I'm just going to get Carafa's number to call him, and then I'm going to press red button. Oh goodness, I'm just going to press red button. Okay, there we go. So he's the the next call. Um, yeah, freestyle was cool. Sherwood sent the double flip. There was quite a bit going on. Um, Gnarly. <laughs> yeah, I think it was cool just to give him a farewell in his home country. It was a clean double flip. Yeah, yeah, he nailed that. And For the rubber band kid, he has, if anyone, obviously, if you haven't, if you don't know who Levi Sherwood is, you've been living under a rock. Yeah, punch in YouTube, Levi Sherwood, and just be amazed at what this guy can do in freestyle. The extension on everything. Next Execution, level. just. You know who I still get hyped on is Bilko, the 360s that he does. Like he's been doing them for 10 years or whatever, maybe more, and it's still something not a lot of people do. It's so underrated. Justin's trying to call us back. Yeah, yeah. we better call him. <laughs> we'll call him. All right, let's get Justin Crawford from the show. This is what happens when your co-host become. I mean, your, your producer. Oh, we've got the volume up and everything. <laughs> no, no pressure. It's all right. We're an hour and 45 minutes in. I don't know if anyone's still listening at this point. I'm sure they are. Is now he, he's not going to answer. Now he's not going to answer. It's all right. If he calls back, we'll get him next time. 
This is not going well. <laughs> it's all right. We'll just keep talking. It's funny. I th- I feel like we we don't mi- we miss very little guests with like the phone call thing. <laughs> call failed. <laughs> it's all right. Give, give me a, a couple minutes. Give you a couple minutes. We'll call him back. Um, Do you know, uh, okay. I'm sorry, give it a couple minutes. We'll call back yeah. again. So with the freestyle thing, it, it look big part of the we had the recovery speed and style at um, Wollongong. So pretty cool. To, to see it, you know, there's obviously AME have a big freestyle presence at uh, those SX Open rounds. Oh, I'm going to say it. I was very underwhelmed with best whip. Like, yeah, see, I didn't see it because it wasn't on Foxtel. I don't know you say he was underwhelmed, dude. How was the turn down from Corey Creed? That was it, really. Like, it was Corey Creed against a guy on a 2014 KDM. Yeah, I th- obviously... Shane Boyd's doing it at Marvel. Yeah, look, and then, and Boyd, he does big whips. He does big whips, and I think at Marvel it's going to be better. But for that event, I think that was it. Out of everything, like that event was awesome to watch, the whole TV package, everything was great. I think if they had anything let them down, it was that best week comp. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, like I said, I didn't see it, but uh, I think Melbourne, they'll be going all out, that's for sure. Um you know, obviously being in New Zealand, it's a little hard for those guys with the whole, uh, not easy getting bikes and stuff over there. I mean, the amount, you think about all the privateers logistically, like there was a lot going on there as far as shipping bikes and and everything else. But um, somehow I've pulled it together. No, we made it work. But hey, um, we've got him on the phone finally. Justin Carafa, um, brought to you by the guys at AMX. And uh, JC, good to have you on the show, mate. How you doing? Good, mate. How are you? All good. Sorry, playing phone tag there for a minute. That was my fault. <laughs> But we got, uh, all good. got it done in the all end. Good. So We got there. So, hey, Justin Carafa. Now, this is a name that uh, goes way back as far as Australian MX Nationals, Australian Supercross. And look, mate, you just got married. Are you 30 yet? I'm 31. 31. 31. So, so uh, I knew you were close great. to me because we, we raced a lot coming up as juniors, but I'll talk about that in a minute. But um, what in the world are you doing back on a Supercross track this year? Well, um, I get called a vet, but guys like Reardon and Brayden, they're like four years older than me. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, I, I they of, never stop, yeah. though. You know what I mean? They never stop. Yeah, I'm on my, I think, uh, probably my sixth sort of comeback venture. Um, <laughs> the annual comeback? Like to, yeah, sort of. I, I get a lot of guys take the, uh, the piss out of me quite a bit. Saying, oh, Good John yeah, Farnham. Yeah, pretty much. You'll just have another comeback tour and um, two weeks to prepare and line up at round one. and. I just always stay in shape. I sort of stay stay active, stay fit, and you know when opportunities pop up, I like to sort of just jump at it. And I mean, when Supercross was announced, I was going to Marvel. I'm like, I can't miss that, no way. So just um, yeah, lucky to get get a bike together. Yurev's helped me out a heap with um, getting a bike, and then uh, sort of just made it happen. Yeah, it was. I remember so, I saw you down at um, we were out riding at the sand pits. Uh, in the middle of winter and we didn't plan it. I just bumped in you out there and you were pounding out tanks of fuel and you're like, I'm doing Drive. supercross. I got to get back in shape. And I was like, wow, like there's me coaching and, yeah. and a uh, long way out of it by now. And, and uh, yeah, and you're getting back into shape. I was like, that is, uh, I, I tried it in 2016. It, it didn't work too well for me. You're doing a lot better than I did. So how's it been, man? How's it been getting back out there? You've been honestly surprised me like steady, but um Definitely, definitely improving. Yeah, it's um, yeah, like like I said earlier, it's just lack of um, preparation. Like I, I tried, I started um, riding, I, I, I motocrossed for a few months ago, but then 
yeah, like you said, got, I got married, went on a honeymoon, and that was all sort of, I mean, that was planned a whole lot longer before the, the Supercross idea started. So I'm amazed <laughs> she really even let you put, race that close to the wedding. Uh, I'm lucky that she doesn't know too much about Supercross, and I just said, <laughs> nah, it's, it's just like motocross, but, you know, a bit more people there in the stands, and it'll be fine. I'm just going to take it easy. She knows it works priority, so you know, I've got to always put that in front sometimes and um, play play the smart card, but... No, it was, it was after the wedding. I, it was the week before um, Brisbane. I had all intentions of going to Brisbane and then I crashed and I got a, a pretty average shoulder that needs surgery, but I, I popped my shoulder out on the Monday and yeah, I had to miss Brisbane, which was a bit of a bummer. So it sort of set me back, rocked up at Adelaide and yeah, I was sort of like most of the riders, I guess, a bit gobsmacked with the, um, how big the layout of the track was. Like I, I hadn't been riding a track that of that standard. Um, yeah, so it was just a bit of a shock. But each race, I just kept improving. I always start out pretty slow because I don't really ride during the week. Um, yeah, so it's kind yeah, of your kept... warm-up, getting out there in practice, so to speak. That, yeah, so just learning the track. Every session, like I went out there, I was just um, getting better and better. And I had two friends with me and my uh, my dad. And, yeah, they just yeah, it was just a positive weekend, good vibes, and just had fun. And, like, I got better and better. And, um, yeah, in the main, it was good. I was, I, 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 I don't say I'm going to do 20 laps because I know I'm going to get lapped. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, as long as I'm good for 19, I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. um, I remember talking to yeah, you was, before you went on there at Adelaide and I was like, man, just, just be safe. Like I, I didn't want to put too much of a downer on it, but I could uh, tell that that track was gnarly to come back to for, for yourself. Yeah. I had just one little uh, tip over in quality. Oh, I sort of come up short on one of the, the rhythm lanes and went over the bars to sort of bulldog my way out of it, which was good. And um, But yeah, I just hung in there all weekend and, the main was good. I was sort of riding around with Rikus, which I was pretty pumped about. And, um, yeah, safe, safe sort of ending, which was good. And, yeah, Wollongong got better. Um, yeah, just sort of started out a whole lot more just comfortable on the bike. We made a few changes, stiffened up the, the forks a bit. I think I might be like one of the heaviest guys out there. Um, so just sort of learning learning set up, just playing catch-up. And, no, it was good. I was, until the last race, I was, uh, crashed, hit my head pretty hard and, um, couldn't finish the last one, but I was I think I was sitting in ninth, maybe, and I would have got tenth overall for the weekend. But anyway, what a what a could have shooters! I just look forward to Melbourne and have fun. That's it, man. It's, it. It, like I said, it's, it's impressive to me, and um, I guess what impressed because we did that, you know, that uh, Good Friday Nana Wadding like arena cross thing that it's on every year that that charity yeah. race and. Um, and you were out there on that 252 stroke, and I, I think I, I, I don't know, whole shotted one of the, the pro motos. I can't remember. I was I was up the front, and I remember you came by me in that turn before the whoops on the first lap. I think you, you parked me pretty good. And um, yeah. those whoops, they had no place being on a, a motocross suspension track. They remember they were massive. And that, um, would, that would be. I, yeah, I was doubling water through. Down them. Too. Yeah, yeah, I was like straight up. I'm not even thinking about skipping these. And and I remember you on the two stroke just first lap, just da 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 da. And I was like, wow, <laughs> like like mate, you yeah, can, I, you remember how old we are, Justin? Like you got to slow down with yeah. that. <laughs> Whoops have always been a strong point. It's just um, yeah, I don't mind pick a few gears beforehand and just go for it, especially on two stroke. I think everyone got a bit of a kick out of here, and that thing was pretty pretty lean, so it was. Um, yeah, it was, it was good fun. Yeah, it sounded good when you blew by me. I, I couldn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't see you for very long. But um, yeah, it was cool. You and Jacko were going at it that day. But I guess what I'm getting at is, like you said, you always keep yourself in shape. And it seems like you, I don't. Know, we all got a base. Like I've got a base that I can, that I can ride at if I don't ride for six months or whatever. And and it's good enough to to do some coaching demos and look like I know what I'm doing. But 
um, yeah, for yeah. you to for you to jump out there and run top ten in, in Supercross, like that's that's a pretty good base to have maintained for like oh geez, when when you when you would have gone pro in like oh six, oh seven, same time as me, right? So few few years back now, yeah. Yeah, that that's but, um, a long time to be able to maintain that base to ride it let's not say an elite level, but it's a it's a professional standard level, you know. Yeah. That's um no, like I get a kick out of yeah, staying in shape and I'm um like yeah, like self a lot of people don't know, self employed my brother's my business partner and he's um I couldn't do it without him either. Like he's if he knows I, I really uh want to peel out of work a little bit early to try to get some laps in after work if I can and he's he's pretty understanding like that because he still rides himself and um yeah we've got a good little system going where we sort of help each other out and um allows me to do that which is it's pretty cool yeah it's cool man you and julian um, you've always been super tight and uh obviously he's got the he's got your nephew and stuff going on now and and he's racing so what's your nephew's name again it's um lewis that's lewis. right yeah and uh yeah. so you know he's he's starting out on the racing journey which is cool so are we going to see any little justin's jumping around soon what's the go there now you're uh, married it's time for that isn't it no my my wife she's she's got a tennis background so i think um the i'll have my outlet through lewis with my my nephew with racing and then i don't know if we ever have kids in the near future it might be a tennis player because uh yeah. might save a few bucks that way probably probably better off as an investment than uh try to yeah, yeah my and, little um, my little dude already loves moto and i'm like oh boy oh, I saw a photo there, him sitting on the bike. I'm like, okay, you're in trouble now. Yeah, I think it's getting to that. I didn't encourage it, but I didn't discourage it either. So it's at the point now where yeah. he's one and a half. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty much screwed. Well, but anyway. you, you know, growing up around bikes, it sort of keeps you on the straight and narrow. And it's, um, I don't know, you, you, you get you get lifelong friends out of having a, been involved in a sport like that. But you just, um, you see each other, like you can go five, ten years without seeing them, and then you pick off where you left off, like, like it was yesterday. So it's, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for that, and that's why I like going back to the races because you see so many familiar faces, and um, yeah, everyone's just there for the the one reason, have fun and ride bikes. Well, let's talk about that, Justin, because let, let's go back, right? So, I, <laughs> 2000, it was, I moved to Australia from the UK, and um, talk about- I was 99 on the CR80. That's right, the Pommy Power on the, on the CR80, and-, <laughs> uh, and you know, I, I moved into to your neighbourhood. We were racing the the Vicks and the, the Gippsland Regionals, and um, I think we had equally crazy mini dads. Like mine was just the English version of your dad, and uh, yeah. I'm still amazed they never punched on. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, me and you had some uh, we had some pretty good battles back in the day. Well, it was that day at uh, at Tralgan when I was chat, trying to catch you in the sand, and I crashed and broke my femur. Yeah, um, I still remember seeing your bike. That's weird, man. You know when you just have memories from your childhood? Like, I still just remember seeing your bike flipping as I made the turn to go back up the hill. And, uh, the other way. Yeah, that was... Shit, so you already, had a, you already had a straight on me at that point. Oh, I think I think you had me covered <laughs> more than that, but that day I was I was definitely on it in the sand. But, yeah, yeah it's uh, a shame. I, I kind of wish we didn't move back to the UK because it would have been, been fun to grow up with you guys over here and, and do the whole... You know, the whole juniors, juniors thing. and battles, yeah. yeah you went freestyle for a bit there. We lost you for a bit there. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, yeah, I went back to the UK and my career kind of stopped pretty hard. So I was like, <laughs> I've got to do something to get paid riding a bike, you know. Um, but so talk about your career a little bit, Justin, because you obviously, you know, you went pro pretty at that graduating year from juniors. And I kind of yeah. followed your career the best I could from the UK and that. But. You, did you ever get a factory ride? Like, I know you had some really good results at MX Nationals, but you were always like that 
just the guy off the factory rides, if I'm right in just saying that. It. Yeah, so 07 um, was my first full year out of uh, school. I did year 12. Um, so, yeah, then 07, Dad gave me the chance to go, all right, we've got some support from KDM. And we, I don't know, I'm not too sure. I think Dad still bought the bike, but we had a, a pretty small parts budget. Um, I was riding for Monza then, so I was in shift gear. That, that was all looked after. And it was just me, Dad, and the transit van. And I had that one KDM 450s, the no no linkage. Oh, um, man, that, yeah, the... I guess we could call yeah, it the, the, the pig nowadays, but that thing was not oh, yeah. back in the day. So that had, I think I remember going to Broadford. It, the thing already had about 64 hours on it. <laughs> um, it was pretty clapped out, but um, yeah, I, Broadford was like a home track to me. So it was, um, I got six, equal six overall that day with Cade. And then I'm like, all right, that's a good base. Um, it's going to be a good season. But I had a few bike tr- uh, troubles throughout that season. I think I finished 10th of the year and then like added support from KDM for Supercross I think I got 7th overall in the Supercross um, I, was, I think I was 18 and then the year after I had a, a better deal again to stay with on a KDM 450 with KDM and then um, good parts budget but then Julian my brother was on a holiday in California and he met a German guy Thomas Knott that's right. And it's actually the German and Switz connection. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's sorry. How, that's going. how it all teed up. Yeah. yeah. So Thomas was so when Townley first went to Europe for Faye Suzuki, Thomas was the team manager back then. And so yeah, he just had a like a suspension shop, um, and just had a little team out of that. And he had support from KDM, like a bike shop in Austria, a KDM shop that just threw him some bikes and wanted him to do a few races and. I just sort of, the opportunity popped up. He was talking to Julian. He goes, oh, we're looking for a, a fast young rider. And Julian goes, oh, I'll give my brother a go. And it was, I already had my bikes for the following season. So it was, it was a, yeah, I had to send the bikes back, which is fine. Jeff was, uh, at least at the time, he was pretty understanding of how it all was panning out. And then, um, yeah, so I just went to Europe for a bit. But I don't know, I was moved over there. I, was, I started out good. I was 10 and just ready to ride, ready to race because it's, that's all I wanted to do but I, was, I wasn't I was riding during the week because he was working and then um, I had an Austrian teammate but he'd always go back home and then it got to the point where like I was racing I was, did the German Masters so I was lining up next to like Max Nagel Steve Ramon Ken De Dyker, and I'm like you know, I'm just this little kid from Australia trying to match it with these guys and I was just yeah I, I was like a at a German national I was probably like the 15th place guy um which was okay, and I was winning in in the Swiss Championship, which was good. But it just got to the point where, yeah, like I got a front flat tire at a Swiss National, and the and he didn't talk to me for like two weeks. And I said, "How come you haven't spoke to me since that race?" And he's like, "You got a flat tire? Why did you hit the rock?" Like everyone else is using moose tubes, and you know, you're having to go at me for getting a flat tire. I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> and then it got to the point where I'm like, "Oh, I mean, I, I, I was I wasn't really I was just making enough money there to live." And I thought there's still an opportunity to come back here, race Supercross. That's when Super X, I think, first started. Yeah, because you came back and raced yeah, Super yeah. X in 09, right? Because was it 09 or 08? That was that was 08. Yeah, yeah. 08. So then I had a, yeah, back on a, um, a KDM for the Supercross here. But then I did a couple of rounds and then I got an offer to go to, it was pretty good money to do the um, German Supercross on the Yamaha. Um, so I did quite a few of those rounds, and that was good fun. That was just like tight indoor stuff. I got good starts, and I qualified a majority of them. 
got into a few little heated battles with Mike Brown and I think the guy was ready to kick my head in. Um, oh, Brownie. By, by he gets it, around yeah. everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's still still killing it now and he's like 50. But, um, but yeah, then after that, it was, I sort of, yeah, 09, went, I rode with uh, Burners and Towley. That's right, the doing the Suzuki thing, yeah. Back, yeah. Yeah, then um, got the ass for Supercross that year and then they put Cam Taylor on. Um, so my, I ended up getting a job in concrete with yeah my old bosses there I was still pretty tight with now and they ended up buying me a 450 Suzuki and had a couple of really good rounds, got fifth at Geelong, um, then got hurt at Canberra. That's right. I, yeah, sorry yeah. to interrupt. I just moved to Australia then, and I I just went yeah. and watched Geelong, and and I remember seeing I hadn't seen anybody. I was way out of the yeah. loop, and and then I seen you yeah. up there getting that fifth, and I was like, far out, crap, is still killing it. Like, I mean, yeah. geez, I, I think yeah. I was only twenty. We'd have been like twenty one. We had two thousand nine. Yeah, ten years ago, I was like twenty one. Yeah, yeah. So 21. you'd have been so twenty one. That That's an that, impressive ride there. That's my highlight. Yeah, it was just everything clicked that day, and um, I remember just I passed Boydie, passed Camo, passed. I think Michael Byrne was there too and riding around those guys and I'd put TC on the ground I think and I was just that young kid that just had a bit of confidence going and then with it and but yeah it's unfortunate I got unfortunate I got hurt at Canberra it sort of ended ended that season and then after that I just pretty much sort of phased out of it um, that's when I had a bit of a break just had a bike there but never did too much sort of veered off did a bit of enduro and um, yeah then I don't know just Took any opportunity I could. Um, the Sherco, the whole off-road thing popped up in um, 2015. And then, yeah, they're just, they just a great bunch of guys and it was just good fun to go racing, something different. Like Hannah doing all the, the off-roads and stuff like that. It was just a, yeah, jumping, jumping in the deep end. But I was happy to just try and learn. I wasn't a standout guy. Like I wasn't like how Jack Simpson went to the off-roads and just dominated. A bit of a different deal around. for Simo, though, being young and, and you were at the complete opposite side of your career yeah. doing it for fun. But that was cool, man, like watching you do off-road stuff on the Sherco, like even popped up at a couple MX Nationals on the 125, rocking the headlight. Like that was – um, yeah, it was cool. Like you, that was good. You do it for the right reasons, which is what I like about where you're at now. You know what I mean? Like it's you got a, you got a career outside of the sport, but you, you're always involved racing and, and you, you still love it, which is – it's cool, man. I really respect it. Thanks, thanks for that. It's um, yeah, that's that's why I guess I can stay. I like staying in shape and being able to ride because yeah, I'm not surrounded by the sport day in day out. Um, and then yeah, like, it's my outlet. Like it's like my brother. Like we'll be just talking about bikes all day at work, and by the end of the day, you're like okay, we've got a full day's work done, and talk about bikes. Now we just want to go ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's man, once it's in the blood, it's uh, it's in the blood, right? It's hard to it get it out. There. But yeah, um. So. No, nah, it's it's really That's cool it. to see, mate. So uh, one more for the season at Marvel, and um, yeah, hopefully we uh, we see. You. I reckon you can break the top ten at Marvel. We we got it the Justin Crawford fan club. We'll I'd, figure it out. I'd like to. I just uh, I, I watched Auckland on the weekend, and I thought looked at the Joker Lane, and I was looking at the timing before it was on TV, and I thought I might just take Joker Lane for the first lap, so I can just get a little bit of TV time, and then I'll just get I'll just anchor <laughs> everyone and get past by. All the fast guys then. I was thinking that exact same thing. I was like, if you were a smart privateer, then we might see it at Melbourne. You'd just be like, all right, first lap, first main. I'm just (laughs) going from fifth to, you know, 15th to first. And yeah, just get some TV time, throw some whips and fist pumps or something. I don't know. But yeah, well, it's going to be huge. I've got a lot of friends going there. I think everyone will have 
everyone going there right away. Yeah, there'll be a lot, of, so a lot of Melbourne supporters. It's going to be cool. It'll be dangerous for you, though, because I know what you're like, Justin. If you get that joke away and you hit the lead, I'm guaranteeing that you'll send it probably a little harder than you should if you get a, well, some track if I position. Get some, some whoop speed happening, I'll, um, yeah, I'll, I'll just try and try and keep it upright. But, yeah, I'll, I don't know. I, just, I need to get good starts. I've, I've been real average on my starts, and I, I get shit from my brother all day just saying you need to work on the starts and like it's yeah i understand but it's not that easy just to you know switch on like that and been uh, five years behind a gate drop like since 14 was the last time i did supercross and it's um it's yeah you know it's like you just gotta try to get back into that that zone and um and make it happen but it's not that easy yeah i don't know what it's like honestly because i got better starts than you both motos at none of wedding when we raced <laughs> earlier in the year so uh, no nah, yeah. that, that always came pretty naturally to me but nah, i'm just <laughs> i'm just talking shit but no, uh, um yeah. all right uh, justin hey man appreciate you coming cool. on it's um it, you know it's cool, to, cool yeah. to tell your story i know it's uh, been a short version of it i'd probably like to get you on and we'll do a, a long version like I'm, I'm a big fan of telling everyone's stories and just yep. the kids that are listening to hearing where you've been and what you've done like you're always a pretty reserved guy like you've never been a big social media guy or um i don't know what the word is but you, you keep yourself to yourself a little bit but you've been racing all over the world you had a career and um you know and you run a successful business so like hats off to you man because it, 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 there is options to the sports gnarly to try and make it but you can make it um what you will is what i'm saying so uh yeah but yeah, no, do you want to exactly. um, do you want to give anyone a shout out? I know you're doing it privateer base. So if you want to plug some sponsors, yeah. do do that. Just uh, yeah, of course, uh, my wife. I, I couldn't do it without her because uh, she's pretty pretty easy going like that. And my brother, my business partner, um, he's been great. And my dad too for his support. And then um, yeah, I've also got Yareve at Honda. He's looked after me a heap with um, with yeah, getting me a bike. Um, he didn't have to do that, but he's he just likes helping people out and I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, on point motorcycles in, uh, in Ringwood, he's my suspension guy, Sal, he's really came on board this year and he's learning as well with an off, off-road background. He's helped me out like learning supercross as well, which is good. Um, yeah, another mate, Bo, who's let, let me ride his bike as a practice bike. So I'm sort of putting the hours on that instead of my own. <laughs> That's always um, good. Yep. <laughs> and then, yeah, just all, yeah, just the gear sponsors fly running the clouds and, Oh, there you go. You're part of the fly, the McLeod's fly family. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm part of yeah, the Red Riders, Red Riders crew. So it's um, no, it's been good. I'm, I'm happy. I like the look of the setup. Of Braden walked past me at Wollongong. Goes, I like your kit, dude. And I just look like exactly like him, apart from the boots. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll run with this. <laughs> yeah, if it's good enough for Justin, it's good enough for me, right? Yeah. Well, actually, you guys are both Justins. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's um, J- JB and JC. JC, yeah, but everyone forgets JC, Tom. So that's all right. <laughs> don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> all good. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's good. Looking forward to Melbourne. We'll keep it safe there and uh, finish off the year. Hopefully, yeah, inside the tent, it'd be, uh, it'd be nice. Just a bit of a, or a Christmas reward, and, and then uh, that's, that's how hopefully we can leave it. That's it, man. Well, hey, uh, Justin Craffer um, on the AMX Australian Supercross Show. We're going to say Justin's brought to you by the guys at Fly Racing and uh, obviously McLeod's Accessories and everyone's involved sponsoring sponsoring us sponsoring justin really supporting the sport which is what it's all about so uh hey justin thanks for coming on man and um we'll see you at marvel stay safe awesome thanks joe cheers man all right, see you buddy Bye. all right guys justin craffer there has uh, given you a bit of an insight as to what an international career looks like for a guy that didn't quote unquote make it but he raced all over the world and and that's just another one of them stories donnell like it's 
this sports, if you embrace it, yeah, you're not going to make big bucks, but man, you get to travel the world and do some cool stuff. And that's exactly it. And you put yourself in the right position, carry yourself the right way and it'll get you just as far as, well, not just as far as a result, but. No, nah, not just as far, but look, there's, there's plenty of guys that um, don't win, don't get to a factory level and make a career out of this game. And that's all I'm saying. I made a career out of this game. I've never done a gate drop. That's what I was going to say. You, you're, and your story is even cooler, man. Like you, you're just a hard worker. You've been around the events. Like you've never really raced that much. And, and you know, look at you now. Yeah. Co-hosting the show. No. Who would have thought? No. no, like you've got, you got the NRG TV gig. You, you know, you, you in TV production for MX Nationals. Like you, you helped me with this production. You've been involved with the live shows. You know, you're working your way through the ranks at AMX. I'd like to think. And, I don't know, man. Just people talk shit. There's no opportunities. It's not true. Yeah, you just got to put the effort in. Exactly, man. But uh, hey, guys, this is the uh, Auckland Review Show. Thanks for listening to the AMX Australian Supercross Show brought to you by Recoverate. Special shout out to the guys at Fly Racing. Um, Don't forget that we have that signing at the AMX Kilo Store. Epping Uh, Store. Sorry, AMX Epping Store. My bad. It's been a long show. 336 Cooper Street, Epping. There you go. That is the Thursday before AusX Open. 28th of November. 28th of November. What what time's kicking off? To be confirmed. To be confirmed. Check the AMX uh, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, if you're on their mailing list, check the EDMs that'll be coming out. And uh, meet Ricky Carmichael, get your autograph, get your posters signed. Get some bargains at AMX. Tell them Inside Dirt sent you. They might look after you even more. We are hoping we might be doing something from the signing. We're working on that right now. Um, so basically, guys, next week, if you don't get a preview show for AusX Open on Tuesday morning, it means that we are doing the AusX preview show later that week. Yeah, we'll put some stuff out on, um, on socials when yeah, we know. on socials when we know. Um, so, yeah, once again, thanks to the guys that's um, – at uh, amxsuperstores.com.au, amx.com.au. Use the code inside dirt for 10% off. Fly Racing Formula Helmet, Fly Racing Ellie Coral Light Racewear out now. Check it out. And uh, also, big shout out to the guys at Inside Dirt. You heard Brett Metcalf talking about that earlier, how it helped him recover from that massive slam in the woods. You said Inside Dirt. Did you mean recover? Eh? Did I say? Re- oh, yeah. Man, it's been a long night. Dude, we're. <laughs> trying to read my reads here as we're well. We're very much like Corey Creed's butt patch right now. Team Fry. <laughs> no, cook me book. Cook me book. <laughs> Team Fry, cook me book. Oh, it's got the bill. Yeah, it's funny. Um, recovery helping Brett Metcalf get back from that slam at Adelaide. Use the code uh, inside dirt. I mean, try it for $10 off, man. i got to stop these sponsor reads. It's been a long night. It's been a long season. Um, hey, lots of positive feedback after last week's show. Um, really appreciate everyone reaching out in the DMs and uh, telling me, you know, that they like the content, what we were doing. And like I said, guys, please keep sharing it, screenshotting it, putting it out in your stories. Um, we put a lot of effort into this show. So if you can just recruit some subscribers for us and um, followers and spread the spread the gospel, spread the good word of the, uh, the Inside Dirt Network with all the shows that we're going to have coming up. Yeah. It's going to be good. I'm going to drop that podcast with the AME guys. Maybe the start of next week. It just depends what's i got to edit it and chop it up. There's a few things I've got to do, but um, that'll be coming out soon. So keep an eye out for that, the business of motocross. That'll be a special conversation. I am looking piece. forward to that. Yeah. There's a lot of yet. hype about it, so I hope it comes out as good as I think it's going to. Um, yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, you know subscribing, sharing. We really appreciate it. Keep hitting us up. Darnell, good job, man. Good job. Yeah, it's a bit shaky. Yeah, but you did fine, mate. Look, it's, it's a big jump from sitting, talking once every 10 minutes. 
to, to being in the firing line the whole time. Yeah, look, I'm looking forward to Andy or someone coming someone back. Someone being back. Yeah, no, it's it's you, a lot to do. You did a good job, mate. It's not an easy It's not an easy job. One thinks it's easy talking, but it is not, especially when it's live and it's under pressure. Let me tell you what. But uh, all right, guys, thanks for listening. This has been the Auckland Review Show. Shout out to AME. Shout out for a killer event. All Supercross is doing good things. It's alive and well. That's what we want. That's what we want. Right now, we will be back either, like I said, check the socials. I'll let you guys know if we're doing a normal preview for Oz Exit Marvel or if it's going to come out later in the week from the AMX event. We're still working on it right now. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Peace out.